You're now tuned in to the Roach Clip Podcast. We'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. Especially you. And you. And you, and you, and you. You know how we do it. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, where it's hotter than your mama's pussy. Yes, I said it. I went there. And I'm going to take it there again. I'm Tolo, and I'm joined by the motherfucking Bluntmaster General, who's always sitting to my left. What's up, Brody? How you doing? Doing good, and you? Oh, great, dude. Chilling about a little little, uh, sour grapes, you know? We got started early, early day. Early, early, early day. I got up about six. Yeah, I was up at seven. Had to uh, take care of business and had to, you know, finish some shit before I got to the podcast. And now we're here. I show up and there's a full blown photo shoot going on. Yeah. By the the homie Toe and uh, Top Notch. They hired a, a professional photographer. He's here now. He's here now, still snapping photos. You yeah, know how we do it. Chilling, we're fucking. Who is he? What's we're his name? Divas, dude. We're divas. I'm letting my hair down now because I'm a fucking diva. Yeah, everyone requested 100 percent of the people that were in here. They were like, "We want to see your long hair down." So, so hey, there it is, guys. Your wish is my command. And straight out of South Phoenix, we got Franco 602, the greatest mustache in the 602. What up, Franco? How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing very good. Uh, we were all, you guys were talking about how early you were up? Guess how early I was up. I know, you texted me hella early. I was like, holy oh, shit. Yeah, another Karen blew up a car, huh? Yep, <laughs> right across the street from my, so I woke up to sounds popping and exploding. And honestly, I was just like, kids have been saying all fireworks, so I didn't think anything anything uh, big. Yeah, it's still trending. Fireworks <laughs> so, yeah, are still trending yeah. right now. <laughs> so Mar- Mars, uh, uh, Mars 1, uh, Phoenix Fonquero, shout, shout out. Shout out to the Phoenix Fonqueros. Uh, um, <laughs> he's like, yo, he's like, Franco. It's like, what? He's like, Franco, there's a car on fire. I don't know if you want to move your car. And I was like, what? It's on fire? Like, I, that's just what I heard. And uh, we are running outside. Yeah, it was a full fucking blaze. So um, everybody was safe. and don't know exactly what happened. But I thought no, that, You don't know the cause of the fire? No, I think it was... Uh, we never seen that car before. So it could have been a wiring issue. It could have been, like, a lot of stuff. But I saw a lot of my neighbors outside that I've never seen before. Suddenly everybody was outside. Suddenly everybody lived on that block. Did, but uh, did you uh, did you know the the person whose car blew up? Nah. Or burned down or whatever. Yeah, it was. Uh, but if you look at my video, the lights are still working, so that's kind of cool. How about so, that? How about that Haina? Have you seen it? Where she's lighting a car on fire with the gas can? Yeah, and the fuck- and she lights the match or whatever, and she and it fucking blows her ass back too. Yeah, that's what I told him. Did you have one of those? Was it one of those incidents again? Or was it becoming like the thing to do? Yeah. It reminds Rookie me of a wet fart. You think it's safe, and next thing you know, it splatters all over your yeah, shorts. <laughs> that bitch got splattered into another car though. Yeah, it she, was. Uh, I thought well, she got obliterated at first. You know, see her I'm a motherfucker. She <laughs> ran away. Yeah, she's she straight ran away like Smeagol looking for the golden <laughs> ring. Did you see her mugshot? Nah, I no eyebrows. Oh, I bet, dude. No bangs. <laughs> <laughs> her hairline's like, like halfway to the top of her head. Oh shit. Now, I don't know if that that could have been the case. Um, I didn't hear any like glass breaking or nothing, but um, yeah. That was, that, that was my morning. That's what woke me up. So. Damn, dude, that's crazy. And you haven't yeah. been back to sleep since? No, nah, I got up. Uh, everybody in the house was up at that point. We we're just bullshitting, getting Talking high. Talking about and, it uh, the whole time? Yeah, yeah. Well, we, you know, just what happened and, you know, who was that other... Like like I said, people were talking to us. We live in a corner house. So that's where, like, everybody from the neighborhood kind of went right there. and. Yeah, yeah. Was, Everybody wearing masks? Hell no. That's why uh, I went inside. Yeah, you better kick those fools in the nuts. Morning yeah. breath and everything. So no. I was just like, 
Nobody speaks English. Oh yeah, thank you. Hey, what's your Instagram? Fat Tony Twenty Two. If you guys need photography, one of the greatest photographers on this side of the Mississippi. That's Fat Twenty Twenty Two on Instagram. Make sure to follow my man and get him paid. Let's do this, one paycheck at a time, and straight from the cannabis cactus dungeon, we got Miguelito himself. What up, Mikey Milkis? Boy, feeling good today, family. Fam, bam. Fam, bam. Oh, you said you're sounding like that dude I right know, now. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, he sounds uh, like that old Jay Phillips uh, uncle or whatever on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Good Filler? morning, good morning, good morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got Santos. We've already smoked a lot of blunts this morning. They hit me sideways. It's a beautiful day to be alive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's how we do it. You got to celebrate it one day at a time. Celebrate the life you're given. Celebrate the, that, that oxygen pumping through your blood. Amen. Amen to that. Who brought the donuts? I picked up some Bosa donuts this morning. Oh, so you, you fuck with Bosa? Came in and we're, like you said, full photo <laughs> in swing. So yeah, that was nice footage. That was dope. Oh, yeah, I sent, I sent the homie Toe out to get some Modelos. I don't know why they got me started with one. I was like, fuck, no, I need at least a couple more. I was like, I'm not going to drink today. And I didn't even buy beer. Usually I buy beer. Yeah, I'm surprised. Thirsty fellow. Nah, I almost bought it. Too, oh but, shit! <laughs> but uh, like I said, I have a, I have a. Hey, real quick. Uh, I don't mean to change the mood altogether, but uh, I, w- I want to give a big shout. Oh, I don't even know what you want to call it, but uh, my condolences and a lot of love goes out to the Cerna family. Uh, Miko Cerna, um, he, uh, he's a big supporter of the show. Uh, their family just lost their father, um, yeah. uh, for a health condition that unrelated to COVID, but um. Uh, I know they're hurting right now, but also they're they're showing the strength and resiliency in their family because uh, uh, one of the uh, Charlie uh, Miko's um, nephew, they're baptizing him today. Um, so it's kind of like there, there is a loss, but there's also literally a, a rebirth. And um, and uh, I, I just want to give that the family a lot of love uh, and a lot of people who are going through um, the situations like that with loved ones in the hospital. Um, but uh, with that being said, uh, they're baptizing them at the KDS studio. Well, not at the, in the studio, but we have an auditorium. It's in an old school, so auditorium. Yeah, so the priest, because because of COVID, they can't go to church. You know, it's all that stuff. So they're like, hey, you have a space, whatever, blah blah blah. So as a as a as a favor to the family, like yeah, I said, a lot well, of love man. to them. They're um, opening up that that space to them, so they can be inside, you know, and yeah. um, uh, get him uh, baptized. But Anyways, I got the baptism. That's why I'm not. That's why I didn't bring any beer. Um, at least that's my excuse. Well, Mike Miko Serna and uh, family, our, our condolences from the Roaches yeah, to you guys. Man. Oh man, it's uh, it's it's always heartbreaking, you know. But let's uh, let's give a. Oh yeah, and by the way, if, he, if, if Franco shows up drunk to the <laughs> baptism. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's I'm, a, a, it's I'm a, a bad influence. It's in celebration of a Charlie Cerna a senior. The, yeah, so. let's, let's give a, let's give him a moment of silence. You know, roaches. Let's all bow our heads and you know show our respect. God bless his soul. Amen, man. Amen. Oh. So, oh, speaking of beer. Thank you, man. 
Just in time. See, dude, I apologize so, before for, everything. For, 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 for you. For you. <laughs> I did this for you, Franco. So, so to uh, uh, no, Mr. Cerna, hey, this is for you. Mr. Cerna, Charlie. Yeah. Cerna Sr. Let me make sure I got his name right. I just knew him as, I was, I just knew him as Sir. <laughs> hey, shout out Miko Cerna. He straight up posted a fucking, he's like, Roach Clay Podcast is the greatest podcast. He's like, fuck Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hell yeah. yeah. At least one fucking motherfucker saying that. We yes. got to have the whole world saying that. Yeah. Starts with one. Yeah, exactly. Hey, roaches can't be stopped. No, you might smash one of us, but nuclear war nuclear, you can't kill no. us. Yeah, we're the only nuke survivors no, out there. Yeah, so. dude, we're still in Chernobyl where they're fucking thriving. We're That's thriving in Chernobyl. Especially in the cannabis industry, you know, things are fly by night. Here one day, gone the next. Yeah. You gotta so, be a cockroach. That's right, man. So, yeah. the end of time. You gotta embrace the roach in you. Yeah, you exactly. You have to find the roach in you. Yeah, you find the roach you know, in you, and you're bound to conquer anything. Same with the cactus. We picked two uh, icons of, like, survival, you know? Oh, the cactus? Straight. Yeah. Surviving in harsh conditions? Yeah. Straight up, bro. You yeah, see I never thought be- about that before. Dude, That's you crazy. see these beautiful yeah. fucking cacti in the deadest desert in the world. Right. They're nice and green, still fucking saying bye to you. Remember, yeah. remember the ones that we saw that were, on, like, on fire? And they're still, like, they, they were all charred in the, on the drive. Oh, Did you drive? sprouting. No, you, you flew, you flew. Yeah. But yeah, in the Oklahoma, yeah, they were like burnt. And they, they were still green and gro- you could tell they were still growing. So. Dude, what a fucking drive. That was fucking one of my favorite road trips ever, dude. Yeah. yeah. Just the drive, the bullshit we did, the conversations we had. It's weird with the city kind of closes down your mind. It's funny how you just leave the city limits and it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, bro. Well, yeah. do you remember what I said on the way back? About Bloody Diana or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just on the way back, like, I, I was sleeping. I was just like, I felt like at peace, man. It was like a nice drive. And that was just the only word I could really describe. Oh, yeah, Franco fucking. Oh, yeah, the way back good. home, he was just fucking wake up from smoking and <laughs> snoring again. Shit. Like guy on couch. Yeah, like the guy on the couch. <laughs> wouldn't even say a word. He just get up and start hitting the that guy shit. guy on the couch. Yeah. I don't want to fuck a rotation. We got nice fireworks too, so we could put on a dope display yeah. now. I say we got a nice half hour display. Yeah. Oh, where'd you stop? What state? New, New Mexico. Mexico. Good. Stocked up uh, yeah. black market style. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it's legal there. It's That's legal. what you do when you, yeah, yeah. But to us, it's black then market. Then you bring it back, yeah. <laughs> now it's contraband. It's like the shit you put, it, dude, they sell the big old balls. The mortars. You gotta buy like the fucking tube separate. Oh, that's dope. We yeah, bought yeah. the ones that come in the kit already. Yeah, so it's like yeah I balls. like the ones that are pre-made, but the big ones, they're still big. Yeah, they're yeah, still, they're still, yeah, they still they illuminate. They, they still make stars. They hit the sky pretty good. Yeah. So, I know we were talking about doing it at the school, and I was just, but, uh, dude, they were setting off fireworks, like, yesterday, like, literally right behind the school. It's like, we're good, dude. Nobody complained, no cops, no helicopters. Oh, yeah. Like, bro. no dogs were barking. Like, we're, we're, we'll be good, like, if we, uh, on the basketball court, do something on the basketball court. Bro, when I was a kid, the cops got called <laughs> on me for setting up fireworks. I just remember this. The cop came and said, like, if I did it again, we'll get a fine. I told my parents. We brought we brought fireworks back from Mexico. They were just loud. Like, Mexico, like, like the shit we bought was known to, like, blow shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the M80s. M80s. Yeah, yeah, M80s. So we bought shit to blow shit up and to, like, be loud, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. like if you hold it too long in your hand, bye-bye Ooh, fingers. I had to tell uh, I had to tell the homie because I gave his nephew some uh, those little pop whatever like the home loan ones, the red ones. But I found one; one had fallen off because I bought a bunch of them. 
and I just lit it real quick, just whatever. Dude, that shit was fucking loud. That one was loud. Yeah, so I don't know. So I told him, I was like, hey, man, it wasn't dangerous. It was just loud. But so I was like, make sure he wears a uh, proper ear protection. I thought they were more legal here because there's nothing to burn. But I guess I'm wrong because we still have oh, all Oh, yeah, there's here. everything to burn. No. So damn dry. It's crazy how Cali gets so many fires every year, right? As a kid, dude. Like how many acres it can, like. As a kid, bro, there was a year where our whole elementary school, no joke, bro, was covered in ash. Wow. The basketball yeah. courts. It was a nice fucking layer That's of ash. Crazy. They wouldn't, They didn't let us go outside for activities or shit. So, like, PE was, like, watch a movie in the auditorium. It's weird how then it looks like totally scorched, and then one year later you start seeing little buds grow back more They're healthy. Back. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, don't they thrive off of like the it's a carbon the minerals or something? And yeah, the, that it releases. Yeah. And then once it rains on it, like it. It's yeah. Time to work. Oh, that's what it is. It yeah. saturates. It's time to work, buddy. But it's weird how, um, like back in the 1930s, we tried to you know clear places like that, burn them down, and make more crops. And it started the Dust Bowl. Remember, it started like this big, like, uh, like killed all the soil so they couldn't grow anything. But um, you have to let nature do it. I guess yeah. it's weird. Yeah. You can't burn everything. Yeah, they do a lot of control weird. fires. Yeah, in the mm-hmm. forest and stuff. Well, that I guess in agriculture, That a few too. big ones this year up here, huh? In North Phoenix area. Yeah. Those More than nice. I nice size since fires. I lived here, yeah. Oh, yeah, I stopped the freeway a couple times. Did y'all get a lot of rain yesterday? None. Okay, so. I got some. Yeah, in North Phoenix, it went from 105 down to 73 degrees, Ooh, like what? snap of the fingers. Yeah. It was the weirdest feeling. Probably felt amazing. It was fun. I stayed out and just played in the rain. We Hell got a yeah. Good 30 minutes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we didn't get shit, dude. We nice. never do over here. It's weird how spotty it can be. It just like surrounds us. You didn't get any at your I don't think so, did you? Oh, well, I think it kind of like stopped right there because like you looked that way, it was like fucking yeah. dark, bro. But like all around us is all clear and shit. So I live on 51st on baseline. Uh, my mom's house is on uh, Central baseline, yeah. and uh, um, the radio the radio station five are, miles. Uh, Just about. Yeah, yeah, five yeah five miles, and another five miles away there's a radio station. So about 10 mile radius. I was I was kind of went through um, all those. I didn't get hit with anything. Like, I, I wasn't outside and it rained, but um, when I went outside, it was wet. Like, I didn't hear anything. I didn't, like, nothing. Did you feel the change in the air? Uh, it got humid. Like, it got, like, hot humid because I, I had the um, the doors open just to air out the, the room. And um, it was cool, like, because like, AC needs time to kick out uh, kick out all that uh, stuffy air. Um, so I'm not just having, so people don't go crazy on me saying I'm wasting energy. Like, I'm blowing out the, the gross air. But like I said, it was open. And then um, it got, like, once it got, like, muggy. Yeah. But it, again, it was no rain. Um, I shut the door and then, you know, cooled it down. And I went outside and it was, I the ground what, was wet. We're way more sensitive to temperature I am since I moved here. Like, as soon as I feel cold air, I'm like, I'm cold. Ugh. Me too, bro. It's weird. I get cold fast. They say it thins your blood out, you know, when you live in a hot climate. And then we your blood gets thicker when you live in a cold climate. But I'd like to hear more about that. It's yeah, weird I think how it's more extreme of an, it is. An adjustment you got to do. Like, I just go out there in the cold. And yeah, and like a snake. Let your body get used to After the year, cold again. Yeah. And then when it gets hot, same shit. You know, you can't last that long for a while in the hot. Right. But 
your body adjusts. Yeah, to yeah it. hot doesn't bother us. Yeah. But as soon as it gets tiniest bit cold, and you live in Arizona, you're like, it's cold. Oh, when yeah. I first moved here, dude, I hated it because I thought like where I grew up was hot, Lake Elsinore. Which it is. It'll get to like 101, 102. But at night, no matter what, it's going to be like 72, 69. Yeah. Where you're like, fuck, you just open the windows at night. Straight up. You open the windows, you turn on a fan. Right and you're still going to be cold. Because once it gets like 69. But then in the daytime, it'll be like, fuck, it's fucking hot, guys. Let's go get fucking 32-ounce high lives. You, you, um, <laughs> did you guys live here when you were kids? Like, uh, Eric, years old? Eric was a baby when we moved. And I was like five. We, we moved, moved here. To Cali. Oh, okay, okay. I was. Bo- we were born here. Oh, to oh, Cali. Oh, you're yeah, born here. We're born. we were born in Phoenix, both of us, Maricopa County Hospital. Yeah. And then we moved to Cali as kids. I was like moved- five, so Eric's probably like two, dude. Or when three. did you move back? We moved back uh, 2006. I was like 20. So you might something. not remember. So essentially during that, um, right before that, like South Phoenix used to be all. Um, you used to have a lot of orange groves, and uh, I don't know. Were you were you here at that point? No, but I've heard that. Yeah, so there's yeah. a bunch of orange well, groves. Ja- there's uh, yeah. Japanese um, Japanese gardens where all like that's where agriculture. I heard that was, was really big. cool, actually. Yeah, it was. It was actually like I look back on it, and I remember my mom telling me as a kid how like she would say there's even more growth. Like that's all right. There's really no development. And I was kind of like old lady talking, like okay, mom, we get it. Back yeah. in my day. But like now that I see it, like, cause there's zero, there's not, there's nothing. Yeah, Desmond tells me about those. Shits. And what was crazy is I remember back then my mom had a truck, and um, me and my sisters would be in the back of the truck because she would literally just go for like a drive down baseline, and it would get cold because of because of the irrigation because there was no concrete because oh, of yeah, all that. Just out, yeah, yeah. yeah. So even it's at my the deserts like that, yeah. Yeah. and at my and plus that plus like the fields like the it was all irrigation and stuff so. Um, it was it was very dry desert land, but it was also cool, you know. Um, but once they the started, the ground was cool. Yeah, and yeah. once they started ripping that up, once they started putting more development, once that's when I started getting hotter. It was hot, crazy. dude, and it would keep the hot. It would, it, it, it wouldn't cool down. So like you said before, at night it was. I remember our power would go out because of monsoon season, but we would be. I would literally go sleep outside in the back of my mom's truck, and I was Ooh, fine. Oh, that sounds fun. No, that's totally true, though. I've heard, so that's like, not urban legend, but that's like stories from here uh, about those orange groves were really famous because uh, it's, I didn't know my whole life, like you just think orange juice is in every grocery store, but you don't realize how they homogenize it. They suck all the flavor out of it, homogenize it, and then reintroduce terpenes, basically, yeah. fake orange flavor. Because when they homogenize, it takes all the color and flavor out. They yeah. recolor it and reflavor it. And that's what we all grew up on, like Tropicana, whatever, all those ones. Orange drink? Whether it's from concentrate or not. So not even like Sunny D, even the ones that are called orange juice. It's all bullshit. Yeah. So in um, other countries, it's still like you get orange juice, you drink fresh orange juice. But because those were here in Arizona, that was really famous locally that you could get fresh oranges like and they probably squeezed them and had little orange juice companies here, too. But um, like in Texas, we don't have that. You just have Tropicana and shit. You know? Oh, we have shitload of unless oranges. you go to a restaurant where they squeeze the oranges and charge you five dollars for a little glass. Bro, I was know? like 20 like, years old when I found out Tropicana and all that shit was in orange juice. Yeah, <laughs> that always, blew my mind. I was like, I'm going to have a glass of orange juice. Like my friend, like this dumbass dude that I used to know. Like, that's not orange juice. 
I thought just Sunny D was fake orange juice, and then Tropicana was the real shit. I didn't know Same it was shit, all. Same shit, it's all tang. Yeah. Right, the powder. They just add the pulp and all that back in, but it's already been processed to where it just loses all its goodness. Now, dude, I know the difference. I love fresh squeeze. You, you can you tell know? the difference of that flavor that was made in the laboratory and then that real. That OG yeah, That real, real, yeah. I like it with the pulp. Mm-hmm. Me too. I fucking I fucked with the oh, pulp. Yeah. Heavy. No, I, yeah, put it all in there. Put, yeah, the whole orange in there. <laughs> don't play with my emotions. <laughs> I'm not fucking like sucking it. it through a straw. Just the way God made it. Straight up. I feel, I feel like it's less fake, too, when there's pulp in it. Like, I feel like it's more real. Yeah, it's weird that we have the options of medium pulp, no pulp, <laughs> extra pulp. Semi-pulp. Pulp well, yeah, so Phoenix was famous for those orange groves pulp that I'll never get to see, but I guarantee it kept it cooler, like Frank said, because the ground was cool. Yeah. It was irrigated. Good point. Yeah, it probably smelled beautiful. Yeah, dude, those, oh, those yeah. Japanese, yeah. Those Japanese gardens. Yeah. Or the Japanese flower gardens. So Cherry blossoms. Dude, they were just like... Blossoms, um, rose blossoms. I, I can't explain it because like... That, and that's what my mom would talk about because there was two of them. There was one on 7th Avenue on Bayside and there was another one, I think, near like 32nd and on Bayside. whole neighborhood smell. Yeah, well, that drive. So yeah. like you would come up, you'll be like a half a mile away and you could smell it. And uh, plus, like you said, the orange blossoms. And it was just, it was just a real, like you said, we don't have that anymore. And no, I wish we had a government, I mean, a governor and like a city council where you could, that kind of shit, you know? You know what's funny? Not to brought because you brought it up. It's actually because of the governor that we have in place, or I'm sorry, the mayor that we have in place right now, who's Kate Gallegos, is actually, she is the reason, like one of the, the factors of why... There's that development in South Phoenix and why they ripped up that the agriculture because she comes from a very um so the people from South Phoenix she's not from Phoenix at all she's from New Mexico and then she came in as a as um the wife of Ruben Gallegos so she's a white lady with the with a Hispanic sounding name that's how she was able to take this seat really because when we're talking about like disenfranchisement and stuff like people that don't vote and she's like, I can get it done. Exactly. So she <laughs> so she comes in with the Harvard education. She kind of does this whole thing, and very strategic, um, very strategic uh, uh, political moves. That's how she was able to take this seat. Who who was actually, and I talked about this in the past, but it was a seat that was normally that was traditionally held um, by a by a black member of the community, and um, and I could talk about that later because there there's a lot of backdoor dealings right there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, white lady took over. So she took over the seat, pretty much totally like sold the. Yeah, <laughs> she she sold us out. Uh, she sold us. Oh, it's over there. Uh, she sold a lot of the, the land to developers uh, for housing, and uh, that's why that's why you see a lot of um what they call development now, but not but it's just housing. It's just that that market it's not actually investing in the community investing in businesses like they say they do it's literally just building houses and a lot of those houses especially in the levine area are actually built really shitty thank you so much homie uh homie shout out i love that shirt he's wearing bro i'm jealous i don't have one that says tolo i have one that has What's my face say? oh shit i'm jealous of your shirt the toe yeah dude i thought i was wearing a where'd you wearing a jersey Okay, you changed. Yeah, he was he was Pat Tillman for a little bit. 
Oh yeah, we had a great photo shoot. So, anyways, government, but that's why, and, and that's how current this is, right? That's how current, because she was a city council member. That's who she came in as. So, so, so was she fucking up the agriculture in South Phoenix? Well, she was a she's basically she's very um she's not community minded when it comes to uh her her political stance. She's development. She's development centric. So she's about developing the business, uh, yeah. raise the GDP of the city. Exactly, which a lot comes with like the gentrification. It comes from a lot of this further disengagement of the community. It comes from the disenfranchisement, oh, yeah. more policing. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. There, so there's a lot of factors in there that again I could go into it, but um, but uh, I, maybe for another time. I mean, we, I can whatever yeah, if you have dude, questions. But um, we're here for you, Franco, not for us. Yeah, dude. <laughs> this is you. Oh, thank you. you, thank you. Uh, and I'm here for the community, so therefore, is it, a vir- it is a virtuous cycle. Yeah, it's good for the people oh. out there to know, you know. Um, but there's a. Kate Gallego says South Phoenix, suck it up. Yeah, pretty much, and, and a lot of the stuff that happened. Um, no more farming here. <laughs> pretty much, but the funny thing is, so if you look at the history of uh, of the environmental racism, health inequities, all this stuff that's going on with the pre- uh, school to prison pipeline. That happened itself. That's happening in South Phoenix. Um, now that's it's literally being pushed out west to like Buckeye to Tullison. And if you actually go into these areas like 103rd Avenue, like Van Buren, you'll literally see how South Phoenix used to look. Like it was industrial. It was a lot of um, uh, businesses that were that were um, that are extracting from the from the little resources of. Of Phoenix, um, they go along the river, the river bottom, the Rio Salado River Bend, and, and uh, that's where they're taking. Um, <laughs> that's where they, they. So literally, as a, as the valley is growing, right, with not only like people, but literally growing. Like we need more asphalt for the streets. We need more brick and mortar for buildings. They're extracting these rocks and resources from the from the Rio Salado. Um, so you see a lot of this sort of uh, uh, ripping up of of natural resources. But you also see this within how they um, how they engage the communities, how they um, uh, how they divest in education, how they divest in in our children, in us, and they give these monies to developers, they give these to to these real big companies. Um, but anyway, yeah, and the idea is then the company does business in Arizona. And we should make a lot of tax money off that, but then they but then loop they go, all yeah. that, and then, then you don't ever see any and improvements you, in the community. And you get those people in political office, so you got somebody like um, who who Kate now Gallegos. who had who ha- the person who had Kate Gallegos' seat, who's who's um uh, she's now mayor. So uh, Carlos Garcia, who was before Carlos um, um, Michael Johnson. Was he good? Uh, well, this where we can go into the whole thing about. So he was a, he was a black guy. And there might have been somebody else in between there, but he was a black guy. So the politics in South Phoenix, but Phoenix uh, major in the, in the very. So it's it's a real long, it's a long story, but just to really give you like the, the, the summarized version for, for you to really understand how, how Phoenix really worked is. Uh, so when my parents were teenagers and kids, it was literally, literally um, they could not go north of Van Buren. Like when, when the sun went down, they had to be south of Van Buren. So any colored people, any people of color had, to, they couldn't, yeah. Um, Why the cops would just ham you up? It was segregated. It was oh, se- oh, like, right. yeah. yeah. Um, so that was like, when, and uh, and or they'll fuck with you and a lot of things. So you had to be south of, uh, 
what you're um, doing out here, boy. Yeah. So that may, maybe a little bit further than, than the seven. Little southerner. But uh, Aren't you but, a little far off the, <laughs> the Van Buren. <laughs> you're a little north out here, buddy. Are those oranges in your pockets? There's <laughs> <laughs> balcony. There's balcony on over here. He's reaching for an orange. <laughs> oh, you <mean>? oh shit! <laughs> I shoot him. My citrus in my eye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you making a Bethany home alive back in those days? You're fucking. That was it, man. You're fucking King Daddy Dongleg. Isn't it weird how every city is like that with the north, south, east, and west? Yeah. Like, why is the south all, you know? Well, and then the other thing you got to remember, too, is some, um, like, my my family has been in South Phoenix longer than it's been South Phoenix, meaning it was in the 60s where it was actually annexed and then became a part of Phoenix. So before it was just land, it wasn't nothing. So it's really never been a part of Phoenix. Um, so what would end up happening? So you got all these minorities that are, have to be south of Van Buren. Um, that's why you look at like Broadway and 16th Street. It's highly populated um, uh, black community. So, anyways, uh, g- going further into that, and that's why like uh, um, Lakeside, Lakes or East Lake. I'm sorry, uh, East Lake Park. Uh, why there, there's such a big uh, community of of of, uh, of uh, black people in there, right? The churches and all that. That's where Martin Luther King came when he was going through his. Um, oh, he hit, his, a, he hit a phoenix. Yeah, so there's actually a house. He stayed at a doctor's house when he was here. Um, Fuck yeah! Shout so, out Martin Luther King. Martin yeah, Luther. And, oh, that's crazy. And um, yeah, there's a lot of really rich history. So so you look at like there's a lot of and that explains a lot of the the history behind um, the racial tension between Hispanics or Mexicans and Black people in the 70s, right? Because it was like uh, there was a lot of racial tension, much like how, not like how it is today, but it was, it was much worse, and um, and uh, it, it got very violent at times. So there's a lot of racial tension between uh, blacks and Chicanos. So what ended up happening? Uh, there's so Rasa Development Fund. He, he it the uh, the CEO or whoever he is, his name's Tommy Espinoza. He's the Mexican that's always used his brown card, right? Like he's this, he's uh, he see he sold out South Phoenix so he could do this development company, and um, and I he's could a get George Lopez, a politician. Oh fuck, dude, he's a dude. I, I, I again another segment. I'll talk about him and the bullshit that he's doing or that he's done. Uh, he's basically said, "Hey, I'm the brown guy from South Phoenix. Made his way up to office. He took all this money and never gave it back to the community, right? He did it for what he did, like business and all that shit." But uh, that's essentially what he did. Um, him, uh, Ed Pastor, and a couple and some other people, uh, they got Tacos. together, huh? Tacos el, el Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they got together, black politicians, and they said, "All right, we're Are pretty, pretty much of the <laughs> we're pretty much d- dividing up uh, South Phoenix to two districts." The Mexicans are going to control this seat in city council. That way, you guys can have a voice. And the black people are going to. And it's uh, seven, eight, I believe, district seven and eight. And we're going to control. Uh, black people are going to control this district. So it's always been like, all right, cool. So we could have like kind of equal voices. Um, that that's very problematic culture within itself of the way they divided it like that. Obviously, segregation. It's the same thing in South Dallas, though. It's freaking me out to hear now that that's not just a South Dallas thing. Nope. That's where I grew up. Like every so that's just a city thing uh, everything becomes urbanized people exactly. scroll out so the, and, the, and that's the reason why I, I harp so much about south phoenix because that's what radio. that's what that's what i know that's what i know that's what my experience that's what i learned but the other thing is it's not only exclusive to south phoenix 
it happened, like you said, it happens well, everywhere. You know, Cliff, I didn't realize, for example, I didn't understand how they knew what was the Mexican street and what was the black street, and I couldn't figure that out. Now I realize it's a seat on city council. Yeah. This person represents this neighborhood, this person represents this neighborhood, and that's how they have a voice in the community. Otherwise, how would you even keep it like yeah. that, you know? So in this kind of like, it's not just like an unwritten code. It's, it's yeah. in, you know, part of the city government. So in the past, redlining. in it's the past, redlining. redlining. Oh, definitely. Uh, that, Gerrymandering. Yeah. And the, Mandingo. Um, <laughs> but that's why, like, and then that's what's funny because like the school that I'm in is in that school district. That's where uh, the radio station operates out of. But again, that's why it's so important why the community has power over land and what what happens the green spaces the public spaces community spaces and like that's essentially kind of what i fight for but also it's um it's really understanding not only racism but how we perpetuate it within our own communities even though we aren't we can say we're not racist but we take this hierarchy of uh, white supremacy and just because you put a just because you put a black person there, just because you put a woman there, just because you put a Mexican there, does not make that structure any better. A, you know what it is? It's a, um, it's like covering up for socialism, because it's like faking it. It's like socialism, yeah. like, oh hey, we're gonna put this here, and then this will be fair. And in the cannabis industry, they call it social equity. Mm -hmm. Like, oh hey, we're gonna come in and we're corporate and we own this dispensary, but we're gonna give this black guy who lives here one percent. Yeah. So now it's even. Yeah. And now we're giving back to the community. But really, it's such bullshit. And I basically have been opened up to the eyes that it's almost like socialism. This is not what we want. We want fair market conditions, but we want it for everybody. Yeah. Not, you know, you don't want to feel like a token anything. You know what I mean? It's in every industry. I, I it think, is. I right. think, and that's the, and that's the problem. I, I think with um, and it probably meant to do good at first, or maybe it didn't, because that's what I'm realizing now. The people. Maybe, maybe it yeah, was maybe the people. They the had the proper people, yeah, and then and they started like, getting the greedy people. Oh, let's just do this, and then everybody will be happy, but really we're not giving anything up, you know, kind of thing. But Brody's right. It's the people who come in who are like, who Try can they exploit it. it, right? Yeah, they and get right. their own group of people, like-minded motherfuckers who want to just Right, get, so you get vet greedy, that person that piece first. Of the you pie too. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. Becomes their, whole, well, their, own little, their own little circle they're on, you know, right. and taking over all the other people, taking advantage. And that, that's pretty much And in how, that way, it's kind of like, I don't know. It just doesn't work, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's more for looks or whatever. But that's exactly what Kate Guy was did, right? And mm -hmm. that's the other thing is people are like, oh, yay, a, a, a woman, right? Right. Oh, let's put her in oh, and that, power. So she's stacked, yeah. She's and, got, and so there's all these things, and it was just it, it, it was just really crazy. But that's how our politics works. And, and I just broke down the politics within, what, the past 10 years of how they take over a seat. Of how they disenfranchise the whole community, of how they push it out, of how they uh, push gentrification, um, and how like you know again I can break this down when it goes to poverty and education, when it goes to all these different things, but it's it's and you know what the reverse of that is that I really like uh, as an example like Kiss Poyos, how opening their restaurant exactly where they did and serving that community the way they do, versus like you said, like that's how you gentrify a community you know what i mean um and that's how you lift up a community yeah. you don't have to bring in outside dollars you know what i mean you don't have to bring in outside investors 
Just, Unless they're going to live in the community and be a part of the community. I've seen one, as like from when I moved here till now, I've seen one community get gentrified. And that's like the art district, dude. Central to, Phoenix? So it used to be way different, dude. We used to just go post up, bro. It's like the homie used to do paintings and shit. Just nobody down there? Dude, he just set up his booth. No, like, like First, oh, first Fridays, Fridays were amazing. Okay. You just oh, go sit up. This fool just sell his shit. We just sit there, smoke weed, right in front of the police station. The homie Dirty Phil was like, "Dude, don't trip, bro. These motherfuckers never do shit. They know like it's like a safe zone. All of a sudden, bro, you need zone. all these fucking permits. You gotta have a fucking mm. light switch. You gotta have this and that. Hey, you gotta make sure your tents to fucking." PDF standards, all this bullshit. <laughs> no, he's absolutely right, dude. Like, you gotta be like, you gotta it, be vectorized. You gotta vectorize your fucking design. I was like, God P- damn. police, police weren't there at all. There was no police present, huh? Like, you can literally set up anywhere. I've heard that the good days of that too. Because when I moved here, I heard about this first Friday and how amazing it was. It was, but dude. really, it was amazing twenty years ago or ten yeah. years ago. Yeah, you used to post up right at you that know? corner. So everybody's memory of that was on Third Street, right beers. at that corner. Yeah, where's the dirt? So, so here's the here's the thing that's crazy about that. So when we talk about that gentrification, is what that was when when what Dolo's talking about. That was actually phase two. That was a second phase because the, what people don't remember is even before that. Well, probably that, even doper, right? Well, that was it was a Hispanic community. It was one of the o- oldest barrios in Phoenix, and then they brought in the 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 creative class, right? They bring in the artists. They bring in all this stuff because why? Because housing was cheaper. So we could, and you're a struggling artist. Let's go, okay, let's put in these. Yeah, communities. so Rich Steve could open so, an art gallery in an old home, which they did all exactly. the time. Exactly. So you look down Grand Avenue, what's happening down Grand Avenue right now, because as they, then as, as there was, again, no police presence and all this other shit, then it came in, right? Then they started, uh, then they started getting the police involved. Then they start arresting the bums. Then they start arresting the vagrances. They start going out to people smoking weed or drink or doing anything they're not supposed to. But but then and then when they when artists who were there got pushed out, they're saying we got gentrified. It's like no 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 no. You were just one phase of that gentrification because the, the the families that were there first already got pushed out. And so then, that's interesting. We pass me the iRig if it's available. Oh, and then, I was gonna plug available. in because we're having good conversation. Oh, yeah, this, and this is that iRigorous right here. And then we <laughs> <laughs> iRigorous Maximus. Yeah, this is that iRigorous talk right here. And then we and then we we seen that as far as it goes. Oh. oh. Um, didn't want to mess up the microphone. And we see that down Grand Avenue. And here's the thing. And here, here's the part where I kind of feel like I almost feel like a traitor to my people because it's it's. But it, I'm not doing anything, so it's just really just bringing it. Nah, you're a traitor. Out and about. Yeah, I'm totally right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better do something about. <laughs> this. No, it's you okay to feel like to that fl- though. You better go yeah, back you to just, a flat That means mustache. you have a burden for you have a Shoot burden. Shoot that off. Just <laughs> Like um, you have a burden for people, or you have a. You know what I mean? Well, what I mean by that is what I mean by this is so so. Uh, again, going back to South Phoenix, you look at South Plaza, you look at cent- South Central. That's where South Central. Uh, that's where Cruising City. was. Old exactly. City, right? That's what. That's the home of Cruising. Central Avenue, South Central. Back again, my parents or my uncles before my generation. All this shit. If you're not just tuning in, we are having a South Phoenix gentrification Phoenix discussion. Sorry, Franco. Absolutely. No, no, Welcome cool. to the Roach Clip Podcast, and shout out one more time to Miko, Serna, and the family. We're thinking about you guys. Love you guys. We love yeah, you guys. For sure, for sure. Love you guys. Um, And actually, it's funny, because even, like, Miko's family and, and Chuck, because they're, they're they are part of South Phoenix history with the cruising. Chuck especially, man. That Shout out to that dude. What 
what we actually have planned for the for the community and and, and cruising and lowriders um, we're working on a documentary and it's going to come out with a lot of really important stuff when it comes to um cannabis graffiti the funk it trips scene. me out how big these scenes are here but also how small it is because they're underground i was driving last night home and uh what homes uh, I'm driving last night and it's me and Mr. Wonderful's chicken on the highway. Dude. But I was like, we run into everybody, yeah. man. If you're out and about and you're moving and shaking in Phoenix, you're going to meet the other people who are moving and shaking to. real quick. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you can sit inside. It's 110 degrees. It's easy to sit inside and yes. hibernate. And those of us that are out moving really run into each other a lot and starting to bang some ideas yeah. off one another. Because we're, we're like-minded. People are fucking like-minded. Even though it's like different businesses. Dude, it's like a magazine and, and essentially t-shirt printing came together. Right. To, to do everything that uh, this, right? It's created this, that, that relationship. So just want to oh, give you guys a shout out too. You guys me, bro. Yeah. I told Mike the other day, like, we're... We're never at the same spot ever, dude. Ever. Yeah, and that's one of the in, the in the three plus years we've been doing this. Right. We're never stuck in one spot, dude. A lot of times when we feel like we're not where we're supposed to be, or not maybe just not where we want to be eventually, because we have a vision for this. But we're babies. We stop and say we're always changing. We're always getting better, and we're always there's no complacency here. So Tolo said something on Wednesday, um, and it was just a real, it was a real small little blurb. But what he said was, uh, I forgot what he was talking about, but he was like, he was like, what am, like, what am I doing? And then that was like his change. Oh, when you're talking about your sister, you're talking about the life changing moment with mushrooms and all that and how you called your sister and you're like, what am I doing in my life? Or it was like a, a what am I doing moment? And, and I think what happens exactly what you, what, so going on with you, what you were talking about, Mikey, cause I thought about what Dolo said. I don't know why, for whatever reason, that was like, what am I doing? It's kind of ringing my, like, just, oh, sorry. Fucking representation without. Taxation. Taxation. Yeah, that's King, he King uh, George the Blunt. Sorry, sorry, I apologize. Without I apologize. I mean, Taxation without representation. Um, uh, that's a King George all day. But, uh, but, uh, nothing came out, so that was all right. <laughs> it's still in there. It's a nice um, No, but it's, um, what would end up, oh, so what, I'm sorry, what ended up happening was I was like, I think that's okay, right? Not, not necessarily when you start asking yourself, what am I doing? Because I think that's when you have to change. Mm-hmm. But when you start asking yourself, why am I doing this? And that's when you have to have the real important questions. Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. So then my brother says that to me all the time oh, when I'm looking things around here. He's like, we need to sit down and have a meeting. So speaking of maybe 10 o'clock Monday morning, that's what we're going to do, me and Tolo and him and whoever else is here, if Kevin's here or whatever. But um, answering those questions from the magazine – to the podcast, to the website, and now to the app that we're launching yeah. next week. Congratulations, man. That's yeah. dope. And we've been working on it a long time, but I still have to ask those questions. Why are we doing this? And make sure we work through that flow, you know? I'm gonna oh, and I'm to a- the radio station, too. There's not a morning I don't wake up and ask myself. But every day what that I've ever been discouraged, every time yeah. we produce something and I think to myself, that's not good enough, I wish we had done better. I look at the fact that we showed up and did it. Right. And but, we keep showing up. You know what I mean? But to me, that's a greater feeling than having to wake up to the exact time my alarm wants me to mm-hmm. wake up. Yeah. Having to be at some place at the exact same time every fucking day. And then the and other they half get mad of that. If, they get mad if I'm there three minutes late. Like, what the fuck, bro? Chill the fuck out. To homie. me, it's like playing poker because I relate everything to that because that's what I did for so long. But some days are just good days and some days are bad days. But you can't even guess when you wake up which is which. You go into them all like they're going to be amazing. 
But so for everything that we mess up, we've turned around and blown my mind on something else. I'm like, how did we do that? How do we pull that off? You know, weird. It's crazy. And I would think the same thing at the poker table. At the end of the day, I'd be like, how did that even happen? I still don't know how we have this building. (laughs) There's there's a certain certain work ethic that that I thought about because with Tolo's talk, and the only reason I know Tolo and and Eric can understand this because I know your dad. You know, rest your. You know, yeah, your father. Yeah, um, we haven't met soul, each but, other's fathers, but he. Um, so I'm not sure, like your background. But we or know where they came from. Yeah, and <laughs> we know oh, the balls. The pop. balls you 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 guys yeah. shot out of. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, shout out to him. But the reason why I say this is, I was thinking about this this morning, right? Of how people they. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, this I, is cool too. So we got a chef from Houston here, Smot Smock. I can never say know how to say your name. <laughs> Smoke, right? Smoked, S-M- okay. S-M-O-Q-D. Dude, I've never known your fucking name on Instagram. Smoked. 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 Anything but smoked. But he just said smoked. consistency in your work. Hold stead. Steadfast. You know what I mean? And that's what we do all the time when people are pulling us different directions, yeah. saying, y'all should do this. Why don't y'all do that? Dude, I hate that. You just have Chill, to stay. Whenever people say you should do this, it's like, don't tell me what I should do. You're not doing what well, I'm or doing. Or we would say, come in and do it. Exactly. Help us do it. Because we can only do what we can do each day. Yep. And we have to keep our blinders on or else we'll get too distracted. And the one thing I, d- I was going to do was actually take pictures of you um, setting up. But it was funny because Tony was taking pictures of you, Fat Tony. So, uh, but the thing is, is like, because people think we're on, like, we smoke weed and we drink. Yeah, we do. But, dude, there is a fucking beginning. There is a end. There, like, we have to do stuff before and after this. We do stuff during the week to have these two hours where we can kind of bullshit and talk right everything has to have and a beginning a middle and an yeah. end that's important Bro, I, po- I posted a behind the scenes of mikey doing a little commercial for one of our yeah, sponsors yeah it's funny yesterday because we only had two chances to do it because i only had two eighths of growth sciences we popped the first one and messed it up so now i can only pop it one more time <laughs> to make this sound <laughs> right austin so austin takes on the camera and it just goes perfect so instead of that getting three or four hundred views it's it's probably up to a thousand now and a few thousand people have seen it because we got that great sound yeah. in the first three seconds to where people are like, what is that? What's he doing? You know, and, and, and um, that's, we work hard at that, you know, for our sponsors. And we know our roles. Mm-hmm. Little by little, we learn them more and more. You got to know your role. In but a team, you you've got to know your role. My stepdad. Don't go beyond your role because shit could get fucked up. My stepdad said that about our company, and he's never been here. He only heard us talk about this warehouse, and before he died, he told me, just like we did in the trucking industry, your warehouse needs zones. You need a manager in each zone, and each zone has to make money. And I was like, holy shit. And now we come back and look, here we are three months later, and he's up in heaven looking at us. This place is zoned out like a motherfucker, dude. There must be 10 zones in here, you know, of We're different zones. things that We're are happening. And I'm are very proud of that. We took over Mikey's spot. <laughs> yeah, well, we it's funny how Mikey naturally. Zone. <laughs> isn't hey, that this, weird? This is my zone. Whose zone? Yeah, uh, Mikey just grabbed. Well, what his, neighborhood you rep? Mikey grabbed his duffel bag and walked downstairs. <laughs> <Watch, laughs> like a, like a hobo going to the train. <laughs> like, he ran into your laptop. He ran into the car. Remember oh, when, when that fool snatches that dude's chain? But all on, the on decorations Friday. and everything. Well, it made sense because now we have dual podcasting stations up here. I'm really proud of our of our uh, digital zones up here, where we can just uh, like upload and record in a moment's notice. Moment's notice. So. Love it, dude. I've been getting a lot of great feedback about our video quality now. Oh, heck yeah. It makes a difference. It does. Even the lighting on my live right now, this is pretty to look at. I'm seeing a contrast of colors. Well, you're and pretty, pretty, Mikey. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. 
Um, hey, shout out cool. to our D car video. It's almost at a thousand views on YouTube. Oh, nice! Out of nowhere, I was like, I checked the one out we that. made at my house that night. <laughs> yeah, dude, no that's so funny, bro. Recorded that shit with the old ass <laughs> cell phone. I try to get a thousand views all the time. Don't even come close. And then this video that we just made out of fucking nowhere. Well, you know what Joey told me? He was like, sometimes we work really hard on videos and we don't realize we're not making it about something that's just Googleable. Yeah. Decarb, I bet you people are Googling that on, I mean, YouTube all the time they're searching that. Time to do it themselves. So you're, yeah. you're in the mix now, you know? Very cool. Shout out to all the Facebook listeners, watchers. We hit, uh, we hit like 700 views last week. It's been... I was gonna. I was trying to advertise it to get more. <laughs> Facebook said your content. Yeah, is- Instagram told me too. They're like, y'all are illegal. <laughs> y'all sell illegal goods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like y'all, y'all Facebook crazy. told me like we don't approve your content. <laughs> I was like, fuck. I already. I kind of knew it though. You selling this? You felt yep. it coming. I'm gonna take one. How much? Wait, how much? I'll do your roach clipper. Just take it. No, yeah, but you, you, hey, you got to support local. No, but you're 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 part of this. Yeah. You're working. You're you're doing your thing. I work bro. for it. I work for it. Part, I, I earned it. Here's your coffee mug. <laughs> you're, you're as big as part of the journey as me, as Prody, as Mitch my G, G as, uh, as Mitch Kevin, G. as fucking Homemade Genius Podcast. The people Mitch that G aren't said, here anymore. Uh, sounds here. good and looks good, gentlemen. Great Thank job. You, Thank you, Dude, G. we well, live for that feedback since we're not like cash and fat checks because that'll normally just keep you going. But, motivation. But we live off encouragement and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we started really on cool. the you know, low-budget Amazon stuff. Now we're in the mid-level. We got to get to that high level fucking perk, but we'll, we'll get there little by little. Like Absolutely. I told that's we're $10,000 of gear worth um, away from Netflix and Hulu. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. already filmed that kind of stuff. Um, the main thing we'll do is when we get that equipment, we'll sit down and talk about the beginning and the middle and the end of each video. Yeah. It'll be worth filming. And we already taken that into consideration, but. We're going to have some nice equipment. Thank you to all our sponsors that make all of this possible. It's pretty cool to have this job. Dude, next week will be our fucking four-year anniversary of the Roach Clip Podcast. August 1st, baby. Hell yeah. Four-year anniversary. Four you year. know what I just Holy heard shit. from Smoke? Congratulations. Hey, you're getting some hearts on that. Four years, boys. Four-year anniversary. Uh, Smoke just said, how about that New Mexico law? Texans can uh, shop in New Mexico dispensaries. So, yeah, I, we know a lot of Texans. They drive up, they get their meds, and then just once you cross back over into Texas, you just don't want to have too much, and you probably don't want to have concentrates. But Is they, that why they have all those billboards for lawyers? They do. Absolutely. Oh, remember driving through El Paso? Uh, yeah. Well, remember what it was? No, it was through the panhandle. Four t- what's that? Or what's that? 4646 or something? one 800 or some shit like that. It was, yeah, like the, well, it was a freeway. one uh, it was easy to remember too. It was it's, like something what, 420. What, what what freeway is that? Oh, I 40 420. Oh, the 40 yeah. West, yeah. Or I 40 Weed. Or I 40 Weed. So yeah. the the phone number was like one eight five five I 40 Weed. So if you're in, so if you're in uh, Texas and so, you uh, I'm like, hey, let's remember up. that, dude. If we get pulled over and fucked with, we're calling this motherfucker. Now the worst part is they can fuck with you, but generally in Texas now, under two and a half ounces is a traffic ticket. They will like to find you. They want some of your money. They don't want you in their jail. They got other meth heads running around that they would rather worry about. And it I'll, really is. I'll like, send them a hot likes. 150 if they leave me alone. Yeah, I mean, you just oh, pay yeah. your fees, pay your shit. They'll probably take our weed too, you're though, right? fine. They, they probably would take your weed. Kind of yes, would suck. Yes, but then they just let you go on your way. Hey, so it's funny. We smoked in the car through every state except Texas. In Texas, we stopped everywhere. Like, just like good gentlemen. But, proper but, southern proper gentlemen. Proper southern gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> We ain't trying I to. do. I do declare we've crossed the Mason-Dixon. Uh, We're gonna pull over. We ain't trying to get locked up right here in Texas, boy. 
I'm trying to make it to Garbrooks Drive. You know what I'm saying? Off it's of, like every show uh, you've ever seen. Oklahoma, the first exit off of fucking Oklahoma every City. Old show, <laughs> every old show has an episode where they get locked up in rural jail, right? Yeah. Like, but but oh, we yeah, hey, yeah. but we did hit the wax pans in the car. And that oh, amazing. Yeah. So just to keep it authentic, you know. Hey, dude, I, I stay true to who you I are. Can't yeah, find, yeah, I can't find that pen, dude. Which one? The gold, the silver one. The glove compartment. No, it's not in there. What? The new one was there, but I I want that one that Junior gave me. That one hit amazing, right? When we we're on the road. When was the last time you had it? Uh, on the on, trip. On the road, yeah. Probably in the back, maybe somewhere. Hopefully, dude. I missed maybe in that the thing. back pocket. Check for the back. Seat. I did, but I'm gonna go deep again. Yeah, it's I'm gonna shove my hand right back. in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that was a that was a, a lifesaver. Like like Mike said, to keep true to who we are. Do you know? I have a question about the radio station. Do you know how many watts we're pushing over there? A hundred. It's actually bre- it's enough That's to cool. uh, power a light bulb. Very cool. So so uh, it's uh, for those who don't know, it's out. Al- <laughs> That's a lot of watts. Well, one light bulb, like little light bulb. Like yeah, this. little light bulb. The hundred watts. Oh, with just the with the feet. Yeah, on the LP, uh, the yeah. antenna. So it's right, LP right. FM. So it's um community radio station so it's south Phoenix. that's where we're on the internet yeah, about yeah, five miles but yeah so we're lp which stands for uh um uh low profile fm and uh and so that's that's why you might get interference from like uh other stations who who are actually pushing on higher ones but they're actually over um what they're allotted because they're not supposed to creep into our area so we could like call the fcc but we ain't no snitches at kdf it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and we'll, uh, if it, so we're all at a 40, hey, 40 you uh, that Catholic word. We're at a, we're at a 40 um, foot, um, a 40 foot antenna right now, but we can actually go up to a 100 foot. Um, so, like, yeah, well, you, so I was reading the, yeah. I read that. Yeah. So, one of the things I think um, that would give you more, uh, I forget range, what the formula is. A stronger is. range. Yeah. Like, there's a formula for that of how um, many feet you go up and then how far out. And, you know, above, you're above trees, you're above all that. But yeah. the other thing, too, is we require is that uh, permanent? It's it's permanent. Like it has to be antenna. permanently fixed. So it's not just like hey, we could raise up a forty. No, no, you need like a yeah. welder to go out there. Well, we need like five G little mini tower. city permits. We need city permits. So uh, oh, you'll get those right. Oh, as exactly. A, as a nonprofit. I, that's where we're at now. But when it comes to dollars, you know, it's about ten to fifteen grand uh, project. So like, I think something with everything permits. And everything? Uh, yeah, shouldn't be that much. Yeah, we got to figure out how to raise going. that. You know, let's I, take I, a um, let's take a hot donation. Let's do a fundraiser. You know, like you, you know what I think, honestly. Uh, and here's my. If you'd like to contribute, this is station identification. We're talking about KDIF one yeah, two point nine. If you like, just like to a donation, go to kdif.org. Hit the donation button. And you can find it on any of our pages, or go to kdif.org. But it, I, um, it could be a one-time donation, or it could be a reoccurring. You know what I'm donation. saying weed won't power that antenna as much as we'd like to put some Mojave Reserve Cushmints in there. Oh no, yep. but hey, you it know powers it powers us, but hey, it doesn't power the. And I can't <laughs> shove the antenna up my ass and fucking <laughs> produce enough carbon. Oh, you can. Uh, but carbons. this blunt is brought to you, you by Cushmints <laughs> Mojave Reserve. Go to Debbie's North, forty dollar eights. I love Debbie's. I think something like that. So, so to correct you, Mikey, uh, like I, I think, I think uh, no, 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 like Spikely what you're Jones. saying is like. Like cannabis won't can't feel that. I actually think it can. So if you think of somebody like like if we get a couple dispensaries that can actually invest in this antenna, and then we say, hey, thank you to these companies, and we could work out a deal where we're saying, you know, where we they call get thirty second spots for the year or something, whatever it is before you show because the stuff like that's a Metro big deal. Phoenix. I think there's a lot of people we can really talk to, but but that's why the, the Metro community. So so you, homie toe. 
Are you considered metrosexual? <laughs> <laughs> the metro community. Those are two different questions. <laughs> uh, but but that's where my role is. So like to, to make sure people like Kate Gallegos don't come in and control the narrative. There's people like us where we can say, hey, cannabis community, come in, mm-hmm. support the station. Here's your voice. Here's your avenue to students. Here's your avenue to schools. And it's okay that it's nonprofit and we don't do sponsors. That's just a big give back. Exactly. You know? There's other places that will be doing that. You know. So, so when we look at stuff like that, it's and and that's where where, where we have to make sure like we're doing the work, where we're staying on our p's and q's, where we um. PDQs. But 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 but. Don't tell too many people. No, we can tell to go people. fuck themselves only. Hey, people, right. Well, we, we need an FCC version of that. You. No, what did we say? Go follow yourself. Go, yeah, go follow, follow yourself. yourself. <laughs> that was our FCC rule. Definitely had a go follow yourself moment this morning. <laughs> Who I, I had to tell a Korean yeah. lady to go. You go, go tell I, Karen? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> what do it's fun, though. What's with the story? Ma- What's the story? Oh, shit. We're kind of doing some shit, and I walked into her office, and she told me, like, no, no, get out of here. Like, kind of kicked me out. And I was like... You know what? Like, I just looked at her, but with the mask, it feels more comfortable. I was like, <laughs> I just like I, right before I walked out, I was like, "Go fuck yourself." And she just looked at me, like, and I walked out. I was like, Tola looks back. She's bean flicking. <laughs> hey, because with mask, everybody looks mean. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, you, you can't mad dog nobody nowadays. Even mm-hmm. like dudes with glasses, you're like, "That this could be strapped. Jeffrey Dahmer." Could be strapped on that. Or it could mask. be some fucking Bob Saget guy. Know. You'd, be, you'd be getting catfished right in front of yourself too. You're talking to the person next to you. Know, take it off. Oh, I look catfish like a... myself all the time. When I look at the mirror, I'm like, "That's a sexy motherfucker." Take off the mask. I was, I was just I'm like, "Oh shit, I was right." Oh shit, I was right. <laughs> Back oh, man, to reality. Yeah. Oh, even hotter than I thought. That's a uh, narcissist, right? Narcissism. Uh, no, that's when I get a little better on the <laughs> when I get a little better on the keyboard. I want to bring the keyboard onto the podcast. So if somebody's on a goes on to you know if you start preaching a little bit, I can throw a little background music. Like when Tolo starts telling everyone that you don't need anyone to tell you how great you are, and you know when it when it starts happening, I'll hey, throw a little tell them to go accompaniment in there. You know, I don't, yeah, I'm not just the guy to tell you to go fuck yourself. No, I'm also right. fucking uplifting. You want to edify you? Yeah. What's the dude on David Letterman? The, I treat you how you deserve the to be piano guy, the Paul Schaefer. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> accompaniment. Yeah. So when Tolo says, I want every head bowed and every eye closed, I come in with a little bit of... A little know, organ, a little pipe little organ. organ. Yeah. <laughs> hit the pipe That's setting. my thing now. I heard that in church growing up. So now when we have a group of people in front of us, I love to say, I want every head bowed, every eye closed. <laughs> We're having cannabis church. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? What, what, what do you think those guys feel, bro, when everybody's following their direction? That's got to be some kind of fucking power they feel. Oh, absolutely. Empowerment, yeah. dude. Because even like the little shit we've done, like at the Kush stock, mm-hmm. when we went up there. Oh, that was a big one. I mean, there was a thousand people, people were, or 2,000 people were staring at you and every single move you did, they did. They did. You're <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, this just feels crazy. It's like Simon Says without having to say mm-hmm. Simon Says. Yeah. And it's funny when just you go it, to a festival like that, you are submissive like that to a concert. People love to like let go like that. And do Yeah, kind of be in the moment, you know? There's something free about it. There's a freedom to that, I guess. Because every time I go to church, even like if I don't believe any of it, mm-hmm. I still follow the fucking rules. Mm-hmm. 
I'll fucking stand up when they say. Well, it was stand like up. when you went to the Kanye thing. You were the most animated one. So Tolo and this seventy-three-year-old woman <laughs> were welcoming everybody to this festival and saying "Hallelujah, praise the Lord, come on in, welcome, welcome, welcome." Every, one guy said, "I'm VIP," and Tolo said, "Everybody's a VIP in the Lord's <laughs> eyes." Yeah, I'll be like, it's, yeah. in God's eyes, we're all VIP. We're all VIPs, baby. <laughs> that was good, though. Yeah, be, that's but a, when you're hey, speaking from much... the heart, you see how that almost is what that spirit is. That's what they're hey, but what freed seeking me, too. What you know? freed me like to not give a fuck was those three capsules of mushrooms I took. I guarantee that helped. I took three microdoses. No, 100%. No, that's true, because otherwise you might have been standing there like, what the heck's going on? But you jumped in there like... Dude, I felt the Holy Spirit. There was dude. a freedom there. That is the spirit, though. I believe that that's a real thing, that I when people that gather... 110%. That's an excitement that you feel. That's a, you know... So oh, that's bro. what they do in church. They get that amped up. I love know? that I went, bro. Because I was like, dude, this shit was amazing. Like, where was this when I was going to church? So I just saw a video. Um, <laughs> when I look at Reddit a lot, people love to talk about how Kanye is losing it. Because he's bipolar and stuff. But I don't see any of that because I don't follow Kanye like that. I don't fucking know, you know? Oh, um, he started crying on his latest uh, He must be doing something. He wanted to kill his daughter. Rally. I, uh, he I turned to, this off, sorry. Uh, he wanted to terminate his daughter's pregnancy. And oh. I was like, fuck, dude. I remember losing it like that like when I was like in my 20s. Well, so I, it, I saw it so <laughs> much like, on Dad. Twitter. That, I'm sorry. I saw it so much on Reddit that I opened up my Twitter because I never go on Twitter. And I went to Kanye's page, and it was him and Dave Chappelle and some other people in Wyoming. And he was trying to, like, do a little video, and he's like, Dave, tell a joke. And Dave's like, you know I don't write jokes. I can't think right now. I haven't even had one cup of coffee or something. So he's still just being funny. funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's like, he goes, he goes, you know I don't write jokes. You know, like, I don't write jokes. Like, I just do jokes. Um, But uh, I didn't get any insight out of it. I don't know anything about, you know, like. Well, what's crazy is that um, his wife, Kim Kardashian, actually responded. To, Kimmy? Kimmy uh, K? Yeah, and she actually put a... And I'm very critical of the Kardashians, like a lot of people are, and just using publicity to sell books and fucking Hawk Beauty products and whatever. I'll, I'll be the first person to, to discredit any work they're doing. But she actually put... She hit on mental mental health. Right. And so I heard about the video, but I didn't watch yeah. it. Uh, well, uh because then I guess he posted that she shouldn't do that without him. Yeah. Without, like, yeah. His, you know. And the way she um, talked about about mental mental health issues and people with mental health issues, honestly, was very graceful and very, um, I don't want to say eye-opening, but a lot of families that are dealing with that, with people that are, for lack of a better term, just because of our sight, but that are crazy and that we're so easily dismissed. So we lock them up in pri- prison. We do all these, whatever it is. Um, she kind of explained the situation, so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, that she that 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 came out because I think I, I don't follow her, but people I know had reposted. What, what, I have so. these. I get my mind races, my heart beats fast. I get these like we call it specking out, but I get this like feeling like I'm gonna go over the edge and freak out. So I wonder if that like leads into, or maybe I'm just whatever having anxiety and i just need to take a deep breath i used to go into you know? full spec mode i used to be like that it hasn't happened to me in years now i, I feel like i control like, it when i start feeling yeah, that I can way control it bro yeah before i couldn't 
Um, I'll just say, and my mind will say, fuck it, dude. Fuck yeah. everybody. I'm just going to do it. I'm a, and you I'm might a, then be irritable. Go Kanye on that say bitch. some yeah. weird stuff. Yeah. You know what's nice? Oh, cause... dude, cry. Dude, I would have, I'd have rats like that with crying like that and while you're talking. And, mm-hmm. Dude, it's fucking. It's... And you get stuck on something? Because I see yeah. that's what Kanye's doing too. He gets stuck on something and then it's a. And other like, people obviously aren't thinking about the same thing you are. So they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm glad, like, dude, I got over that hurdle, bro, where, like, I'm way more more calmer now, dude. And I approach things way different. Even when, like, people, when I see people losing it like that, yeah, I'll fucking talk to them, dude. Like, mm-hmm. dude, chill out, bro. It's, so it's just had, one day. It's just today. It's we we just saw it in minute. some poker players because I used to get so scared about losing money or making money. When you make a lot of money, like sitting at a table and then you walk away, it's really hard to deal with that excitement. And for me, the losses and the wins started to be the same fear. I would win a lot of money and be scared to death. It was the weirdest paranoia. I would lose a lot of money and sometimes be fuck it. It's like you have this threshold of like, well, fuck it. I, you know, whatever. Like you can't enjoy the fun. But then you win the money and I'm scared to fucking death. Yeah. Like I'm responsible now for this money. It was the... Remember I told yeah. you guys how I used to have a gambling problem? How I had a check? I think it was... But you produce. see it in gam... Yep. Yeah. So then the gam... That's I why mean, I had to you stop. Had a, you had a gambling problem? Like I like I wouldn't get direct deposit. Like I would get my check. So... Because if it was in my bank mm. account, I would... Be more responsible with it? No, no, no. Oh, vice less. versa. Yeah. Because okay. it was on my debit card. It was on my whatever. So... Um, it was like you didn't even see it. It was just a... Yeah. Like know. I would go to Vegas so for the night. You know? Mm-hmm. Like... I'm... I'm fucking... I had an ID early. So I'm... 20 years old going to Vegas for the night playing crap like I'm, I might have 200 bucks in my pocket I'm whatever but back then I could buy a, a get a hotel for like 20 bucks mm-hmm. you know stay on the oh, old they strip. make it easy even if yeah. you, even for little gamblers they yeah. make it easy and then the, <laughs> like, the trick I would do was I would buy a beer I would buy a big football beer and I would walk around with it because they figure oh he, if he has a if he has alcohol he's 21 so they wouldn't in the, in the right, casino. so you get the beer before you get in the yeah, casino. Yeah, and um, but anyways, the, the point is, is I, that's the thing I noticed with a lot of gamblers is they don't enjoy it. And, and yeah, even on the biggest wins, yeah. so you'll hear They're people. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Bro. You'll hear people tell you they won twenty thousand or a hundred thousand in a day, and that sounds like, oh my goodness, your life must be amazing. But you don't hear about all the sleepless losing days yeah. or losing nights or even winning that money and feeling like, how do I escape here without losing five grand at the craps table? Because that's what yeah. something inside me is telling me to go roll the <laughs> Go tracks. back, like, motherfucker. But it's that same instinct that allowed me to gamble the money in the first yeah. place. It's your blessing is your curse. I was you very, have to have that inside of you. You know, I was very fortunate where I didn't get to a point where I was losing my car, like these in my houses or life savings mm-hmm. it was really like i'll just be broke for the weekend and you don't even hear about that mm-hmm. in vegas it wasn't yeah. until i lived there and you just see people go there and get stuck there yeah, and they end up being a taxi cab driver my cab drivers all the time used to love to tell me i used to be like you i used to be a millionaire and i'm thinking i'm not a millionaire buddy but okay but they meant like they used to have some shit going for them yeah. you know just saying that's no one robs on the street yeah. <laughs> 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 no i've seen his shoes everybody he ain't a millionaire. and they um <laughs> You know, oh, when did you come here? 20 years ago. You know, oh, I was a poker player too, they'd tell me. Yeah. And I think, oh, that sounds scary. Yeah. Now you drive a cab, you know? Yeah. Like, that's scary. Yeah. But, uh, you, you know, if you're not a disciplined person and you can't just keep an even keel, it's almost like you're not supposed to get too excited when you win. That's part of being a king, you know? Yeah, exactly. You're not supposed to get too up yeah. on your wins and you're not Act supposed like to get too Act like you've been there down. already. Exactly. And that's tough to do. That was always hard for me. So. You know what my thing was? Because I was young and, oh, I guess, I won't say stupid because if I 
actually that came up came up winning but uh i just used it for comps so then it got to the point where i was getting just free rooms so i go out there with the girl i would just kind of just chill for the weekend i gamble a little bit but i would use that i'm 22 doing that because like i said i've been playing since i was 18 uh playing craps or whatever so i have built up credit or whatever it is mm -hmm. but it's dangerous man if you don't like you said if you don't have that discipline and you're in it for the think, money like and that's you, why most people even talking about being an entrepreneur i think that's why most people opt to go back to that nine to five like tolo was saying he's so much willing to work harder to yep. not most people would just say the opposite even knowing what's on the other side they'll say no i'll just stay over here it's like the guy in the movie in the matrix where he's out and he's with the team and he says just put me back in the matrix i'm good ignorance is bliss you know so so back to uh so senor ortega like i was talking about like the dads one of the things is because you guys are talking about hard work because you're talking about like fuck working like literally working not just going at desk not like Paulo said not clocking in at nine o'clock not being a slave to that i know tolo i know i know everybody at this table like i know you i know brody has a 40 hour week we're all putting in 100 hour weeks because it's it's our life right and and brody comes here after work and to 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 do what we do here takes trips to, uh takes time off to go on these trips and um the reason i'm talking about all that is because somewhere along our society it said working's bad right get, get a desk job so you don't have to break your back so you don't have to do you manual labor that's a really good and, point because while there's a difference between working hard and working smart, but you're right. Now people look for the easiest way. And so the reason why I bring that up is because, not everybody, is because manual labor, people are saying, oh, you don't want your body no, breaking down No, the people look down 60. on it. It's yeah. looked down on even now to have a job where a blue-collar job. Yep. Where those are big-money jobs, too. And you know? people are employing thousands of, do like, you know. thousands of dollars a week. And the thing is, is dirt. Like, like I said, again, your dad, my dad, is they work after retirement not because they have to because they want to their body's not breaking down people retire from work because their mind goes they hate their company they because right. they age right that's a good point. even though they're not moving even though they're, they're like oh, i'm not gonna put this like but your mind's gone you're you're, you're mm -hmm. and that's one thing I, I i was thinking about this morning and i think about these fathers who it's almost like you said working class but it's like they they own their own landscaping businesses they own a welding business whatever they do but it's like they're old men and they could outwork any young dude that I know. And they make piles of money. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like it's not work because they have to, but they literally want to. And they have the choice to do that. And I think that's really that. that and the reason why I'm bringing that up is because, you know, that's reflecting in, in Tolo. That's reflective in, in Brody. That's reflective in myself, in Mikey, and a lot of people that we work with along that, that network. And it's um, it's more than just it's more than just a strong work habit. It's more than just um, taking pride in your work, but it's really taking pride in yourself because everything we do really represents who it we are. It really is because I don't just do that in my own company. Every job I ever ever had, I treated like I was going to own that company someday. Right. Whether I worked at a restaurant or not, I couldn't just do the bare minimum. And oh, that's yeah, uh, you know, somebody. That's crazy because like even where I work, bro, like the owners' kids. Do not know like half of the shit that I know, bro. Right. They've been there all their lives. They're embedded into it, but it just comes through that whole thing. They come from owners, bro, where everything's handed to them. You know, they could miss two or three days a week and still get a full check. I call that being a two-mile man because if someone asks you to walk a mile, then you go another mile. Yeah, you exactly. Carry that's them why, the next yeah, that's mile. Why, like, they're coming to. to me and asking me questions and shit when I'm like, 
You've been here longer than this. You should like know this shit like by heart already. It should be like embedded in you already, but this Bolo, is crazy. Bolo had said something about um Hey fuck it, like if you if you're poor or whatever, he's like pretty much like, Hey, we're we're all we're all doubt the hand we're doubt and we you know, we just need to work work for whatever it is. Some people may have more privilege. Um, and I forgot exactly what Tolo had said. And, um, but it was something along those lines, right? And it's exactly what Brody just said. It's, you can be born in the money. You can be born into a, 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 an heir to a fucking throne. Yeah. But if somebody comes out and that'll outwork you, if somebody comes out and, and that'll, that, that, that outshines you, that not necessarily came from a, came from a, a, a more disadvantaged background, but just somebody who could not, why would your your father, your mother, your boss not put that person right if it could actually propel that company? And so not only the saying, hey, my grandparents were very poor. My mom busted her ass to give me a lot of opportunities. But I have cousins whose parents didn't. They became welfare queens. They became, um, had, had kids at a really young age. They become a product of a, of a, of a cycle. You see it and in, I just wrote about this month in the cannabis industry. The, all this money is pouring into the cannabis industry. So now just investors are like, I'm a cannabis investor now. And they invest in all these grows. And a lot of these grows waste millions and never see any revenue. And then there's the ones who have built this industry since it was a black market that are the ones who have the know-how and just built it from nothing. You know, And they're the ones who are generating so much more revenue than these millions of dollars that are being pumped in and just wasting money. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really nuts. Um, how how do you feel like how that how that affects because we were talking about it earlier but how do you think that affects like the the prison system right you got people that are still in jail you faced Mm -hmm. prison like you were well whatever happened with that uh so pretty much they could make charges against me if they wanted to but they've let me know that they're probably not going to so i don't have to call the bail bondsman anymore that hanging over your head they can keep it over my head that's what because yeah just waiting to see anything else goes down with you exactly if i were to get caught trafficking allegedly again coming into the country with you know contraband but how do you feel that that, that there's these companies that are doing this and there's people in prison oh i feel i honestly i think we should all fight harder for it it absolutely has to change it's something that i got paranoid about that we ran the magazine for like two years and never really talked about it like uh, but this month I just wrote about a guy who just got 60 months in Alabama. So they caught him in Alabama with cannabis and an MMJ card. He's from Arizona. So, okay, they let him go. Some crazy probation thing, whatever. He's back in Arizona. His card expires. He gets pulled over here. Now they fucking export him back to Alabama and hit him with 60 months in prison. How much? 60 months. Five. That's five years. 16 so months. yeah, it was a second they, offense. So the first time him, they caught him here, and they sent, sent him back to Alabama, which is where he got caught the first time. Why did they do that though? He got caught here. Because so they caught him in Alabama the first time, and he's on probation in Alabama. Oh, so he still has so to he's go back here on probation. He's bound over there. Then. His card got expired. He got pulled over by an Arizona trooper with an expired card. That's illegal. Now that's oh, he's he, not even supposed to be over here, or was he on? No, he's supposed to be over here, but he's on probation. He's just supposed to be good. He's supposed to follow all the rules, and he didn't get his card renewed. Got pulled over with weed. They sent him right back to Alabama. Alabama's like, "Yep, you messed up your probation. Sixty months, dude's sitting in jail. His family can't get him out. They've got like a little girl, his little girl and his wife back here. 
But like shit like that is like, bro, how can you be a judge and be, sit there and be like, I mean, and that shit out like it's judges nothing. have so much power too. They could literally say, hey, this is the fucking, but they have minimums. That's what it is. So the first time the judge did say, okay, probation, get the fuck out of here, go back to Arizona. Then they sent him back. Now the judge is like, the book says I have to give you the minimum or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Showtime, which is like, what the fuck, you know? Uh, Showtime has a dope ass documentary called Outcry. I signed up for the 30 day free trial just to watch that bitch. And it's hmm, okay. crazy, dude. It shows you how, how fucking corrupt and how, how much of a team the police force really is, dude. It is crazy, it's dude. Scary, dude. It is crazy how like they'll deny a fact. Just because they said, nope, we were right the first time. Mm-hmm. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. So the well, guys well, the, I was... The fact could be in their face, dude. And they're like, nope. I was only in there two days. And they kept throwing guys in my cell. And we all talk about what we're in for. Fucking little bits of weed. I'm like, less than an eighth. He's like, yeah, I had like two grams. In the airport? No, no. Uh, just just getting streets? pulled over on the streets. But here's the thing. They've been in jail before. So if I just get pulled over with a few grams, or you do, yeah, and you don't have a record, you no, exactly. But not if you're part of the system. So the guy Ricky Williams, the one who called his mom to call my mom because I was trapped in there. That's how it goes anywhere, bro. He like just a- had just got out a year ago. So even though he just had a little bit of bud, they threw his ass right back in, and he tried to run too. He was all scraped up. He's like, my dumb ass tried to jump a fence. The fence just collapsed. Oh. He's sitting there looking up at the cops like, fuck it, <laughs> just take uh, me back. I can't. I'm too tired. <laughs> But shit like that, you know. Um, but like, imagine if if Mikey is driving through, like you're going home to visit your family, and you just have a a, a roach that fell out. You forgot about it. It could just be a filter, and you get that dickhead cop that's like, "I need to search your car," mm-hmm. and he finds just that. You don't have any weed on you, but, but because you have a prior or whatever. Exactly, because I'm in that boat now. I don't want to. That's what's so fucked up. And and you're a Richard now. Yeah, once you're in the system, bro, you get pulled over. They could How about this story? Three you. weeks ago when I just flew to Texas, remember they lost my bag? Yeah. Well, I had all my, probably had a quarter. Medical. Then I had another eighth. Allegedly. And then I had plenty of edibles. Allegedly. So. Everything had a bite out of it? I show, I'm sitting there at the baggage claim and it's spinning around. All the bags are coming out. Mine doesn't come out. So I go make a claim for the lost bag. It doesn't even have my name on it because when I was getting on the airplane, they were like, sorry, we're full. We got to take your bag. And she goes, what seat are you in? And then she got my seat wrong. So it went to Nashville. So my bag's in Nashville. I get a call. Hey, this is uh, Ricardo with American Airlines. Um, He's like, they're supposed to be, they're trying to make sure it's my bag. So I told him my medication was in there. He's like, I don't see any medication. So we could see if your name's on the bottle. He said, I just got some strong smelling hemp here or CBD, whatever you call it. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what you call it. <laughs> like, Damn, yeah, so he's like, okay, sir, I would advise you. And I'm like, what's he about to say to put your name on your bag next time? I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks a lot, Ricardo. The next morning I get <laughs> nice a call tip. from American Airlines. Hi, we're at DFW. Your bag is here, but we can't deliver it. You have to come pick oh. it up. So it kind of sounds like it's a trap, yeah. right? But I knew, no, this, they're from American Airlines. They're not like enforcers, right? I, she's like, come see me at the desk. I'm like, all right. I go up to the desk. She gives me my bag. I open it up. All my shit's in there. I was like, y'all have a nice day. Damn. But I was tripping, yeah. That's wild. This was ballsy. So I was like, here. thanks, American Airlines. for. But when he said I got some strong smelling hemp here, I was like, please don't take it out of the bag. Like, just, 
You know? No, yeah, what is this, oregano? Open, Come on, Ricardo. <laughs> They're going to be loving that. Don't smell. be a retardo. If I was Ricardo, I'd have been like, hey, taxation, dude. Yeah, I would, they took a couple dugs out. You want to talk to TSA or <laughs> now nah, the whole thing? You know? <laughs> like, you're going to meet me outside, bro, once you pick up that bag. And Split you're it Break me down. If not, <laughs> I'm calling the cops on you, bro. You know, there are absolutely no edibles in here, Mr. Cassini. I'm leaving him a nug. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would have been like, bro, yeah, keep I, one of the jars. You're King George. But I think we're right around the next corner, bro. It's about to be legal in all the corners of the states. Yeah. I don't want I don't want that law to pass here. Why? Have you seen the Have We're you seen go it right now? We're gonna go through some shit. We're gonna go through some shit. I'm asking why. I know you. All right. Why? So, first of all, they're gonna create a task force around it. Task force. Yeah. So. So like all space. You, so if you don't. So all you can have is up to an ounce with you. Right. With but this you. is the rec rules. This, the rec rules. This yeah. is with you, like on you. On you. Okay. It's still not legal. On a federal level. No, at all. What? They call it something, dude. All right, that's stupid. (laughs) If you read the wording, it's like you just can't get punished for it up to an ounce kind of shit. It's decriminalized. But if you still have two, three ounces on you and you don't have a medical card, you're still going right into the bing. Yeah, because it's funny they use the word legalization. It's more like decriminalization. You know what I mean? So up to an ounce, they don't enforce anything. You're allowed to have up to an ounce. Over that, all the same rules still apply, you know? You get no. caught with any intent to distribute or anything. Those are all felonies. Yeah, you so get caught with four, five, six ounces. That can be a felony. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it up, Tolo, because I think that's what people have to understand with voting. Is sometimes people are like, why isn't it recreational? Because they keep putting up bullshit. Like, well, the good thing is we it's still like, no, want we it to like pass, that. but it can change. Things yeah. can change. Yeah, they, they can constantly amend it. Like they can amend too, it. The THC percentages. Well, they tried to do that. That how didn't work. How do they work. test that? I, I'm happy how it is right now, dude. I prefer yeah. to just get my card, be allowed to have two and a half ounces. It on just me. won't last forever. Each state goes through this where it's just a really fun time. The medical period is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I love experimental. It. it is, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> like it is, it's kind of like anything goes. You know. Exactly. So the new laws are fucking targeted. Are you already knew who it's targeted towards? We're all wearing red and black. Oh shit, y'all. <laughs> I got oh, black. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're red, red, white, and black. Look. Oh, that's orange, huh? Yeah. But, oh, it almost looks red, red but <laughs> we are color-coded pretty good. We, we got the white we, we should do photo accents. Photo black, white. In my opinion, this should legalize it. If they're going to legalize like legalize it. Don't well, be yeah, it's weird because it. they're already moving on to mushrooms. Like, oh, now we're going to do mushrooms next. It's like, bro, we got a lot to do with weed still. Like, chill out, you know? Speaking of mushrooms, should we touch on it? Sure. How did everybody have a good day yesterday? Uh... uh I 100% did. Did you uh, take some? The homie Toe took some too. Oh, shit. He's still here. Vontese. What'd you oh, take? What'd you take? Uh, just a capsule. A but micro. So, but this shit's strong because I guess uh, the, the source told us if you take two of these capsules at once, you're going to trip. Okay. Because I took I took one and a half, dude, and I was, no. I, was like, I was like, what the fuck? Are those the same Kevin ones from Vontese, the week before? Uh, we don't have any more, dude. I was reading something about... How good did about... you feel? Me too, dude. I went... Yep, I went home and went on a nice fucking drive. Went to jars, stood in line, all shroomed out. <laughs> the line was long as fuck. I didn't give a fuck. Talked to the manager. I'm all, dude. Told him to buy a net off of us. All kinds of dumb shit, dude. <laughs> Told him to buy what? <laughs> I was like, dude, like, check it out. Here's our magazine. 
Let's connect. Let's the do cool something. thing, I like how your tolerance doesn't go up. Once you do shrooms and you reset, your body tells you when you're ready to do it again. It's not like you want it every day. But microdosing really cool. is the ticket because you don't fucking, yep. you don't go full blown. You just go like to the best levels of all time. You laugh. I feel like that's probably you how taste I, the weed a little better. That's probably how astronauts feel when they're walking on the moon. Dude. Like, oh shit, this is beyond me. You know, oh, I like, bet constant. that I bet that releases so many chemicals in your body, that amount of excitement is as good as any drug. Because you know? you're still in control too, right? Um oh yeah. So that that's one thing. So I've been getting a lot of uh Peace out, homie toe. Live performance. Right, boys. Top top notches. Homemade genius for surgery. Brand, brand new podcast, boys, season two Coming right here. Up. Go to Homegrown on Homegrown AZ on Instagram. They'll be performing live at 7:30. Top notch, top lyricist. He's from, gonna be spitting some of his hottest lines. Listen from the flame. comfort of your own home. Yeah, homie Putting toe the on the beats. Homie toe's the, the homie toe. Homie toe's the Manny Fresh of the of the Homegrown homie Empire. Toe. I call it the Homegrown Empire. I think it, I'd say more of the flavor flavor. Flavor flavor. He, he makes all their beats. So I did not know that. Yeah, so yeah, he's bro. like a Manny Fresh. A producer, bro. Oh, I did not know that. Me neither. He looks a little fucking Homer Simpson-ish. But <laughs> yeah, a little Homer Simpson-ish. <laughs> no, no, that's Simpson dope. Yeah, oh, not yeah. Spitz, Bar- he clicks. Bartholomew J. Hey, what's, hey you look like Bart Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good character. I look like Homer. <laughs> Tolo, uh, toe clicks, not Spitz. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's cool. So we're we're going to do actually mm-hmm. something on, uh, on KDF where we're going to link up uh, producers with uh, lyricists throughout the valley. So we're going to play producers' beats on the radio. Oh, they Notch could, has fucking hey, plenty. Exactly. So this is the first yeah, time you're hearing it. all kinds of shit. We, and then what we're going to do is actually give them um, we're going to give them a free free studio time too. So they'll be able to record uh, record at the KDF studio. We'll play it on the radio, just in and out. If, if you're a lyricist, you're looking, for, um, you're looking for a producer. If you're a producer looking for an artist or whatever it is. Looking for a beat to bang on. Networking. Yeah. And we're just, we'll play it on the radio. So listen and be like, yo, I want to work with that dude. That's a hit. That's a banger. How can uh, they get a hold of you? Well, I'll, uh, so f- just go ahead and follow me, uh, Franco underscore 602 on Instagram. Uh, IG. We, we literally about an hour ago, we, I talked to the homie and we're, this the idea we're going to go through. So um, we haven't ironed out all the details yet, but that's essentially what we're going to be doing. Um, but yeah, dude, shrooms though. Uh, so are those, are those, were those the same capsules from uh, the other week? Yes. Yeah. So for those who don't know or are familiar, can you guys explain essentially what a cap, the capsules are? Yeah. So they're biodegradable, like uh gel capsule. It's like a Tylenol. Just made from little, like salt. With uh, the little balls inside, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, if, if you have heartburn, it's so like an omeprazole. It'll hold like 0.2 of RSO or... Cause, cause you grind, cause or you grind up, you grind up the up, shrooms, yeah. and you put them in these ve- like capsules, like Benadryl, whatever. It's a great way to take RSO, Benadryl, so you don't get sticky. Yep. Yeah. It's like a Benadryl, but better. Yeah. yeah so you buy them. Uh, you know what are they made from? They're made for. They have like different they're ones. Ve- they're veg- they're vegan, soy, right? yeah, yeah. They're yeah. Like soy, whatever. Or whatever, uh, yeah, glucose, vegan, glucose, glucose. Thank yeah. you. I'm like at a loss for words. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can literally buy them on on Amazon, like it's literally capsule cases, right, or whatever. So, um, so you can make them at home. It's not a big deal. But there's that. Um, microdosing is essentially, it's a form of microdosing. But another thing is, is you can get like you a stem. You capsules and eat them all. One stem or like maybe a cap. a cap. And you just eat that every one every like 40 minutes or That's so. That's how right? I've always or had hour. it. Yeah. 
and that's microdosing, or you can get like a whole eighth or a you know ounce. I've had some that. fun times at Earl Cup or wherever, and it just lasts so long. And yeah. this, this energy and this vibe that you get—it's really cool. So if you if you're if you're concerned about um, taking shrooms and about the the potency of it, I guess. I recommend microdosing. Right? I'm going to back that up. Yeah, because yeah, I was that person. So all through college, from the time I was 18 till I was 30, I thought, why would I want to do that? I don't want to trip. I don't want to possibly do something scary. You want to be in control, right? And just nobody ever once said, here, eat this little tiny piece. Never yeah. once. Until I accidentally microdosed because the first person to let me try it just didn't have a lot to go around. Yeah. So he said, here, taste this. And I did, and I was... I felt good. I yep. think I went to the bar that day and had a couple happy hour beers. And I remember thinking, this beer is so frosty and good. Like after you mowed the yeah. lawn kind of thing. Yeah. And there, the first time I microdosed properly, meaning like every 40 minutes or an hour. I, I, and, and I'm in no way saying I'm a veteran of... I, I, no, we're I, not I, experts. I, I we're not yeah. drug encyclopedias by exactly. any means. This is my experience. Just our experience. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hear us scoffing downstairs. Uh, um... I was in Vegas actually, and I I, I heard done, had a couple trips, you know, where I did an ounce or two and or ounce uh, um, a uh, gram or two, a gram or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. So gram. I knew he um, meant gram earlier when he said sometimes you can eat an ounce. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did I say gram? Yeah. Oh shit! If you can, man, cool. God damn. Wow. Um, but I was in Vegas, and like everything was just really vivid for me, and I was just in a really good mood, like I was happy, like, and it took about yeah about thirty minutes to uh, to um, forty five minutes to actually kick in. And then uh, I ate it with chocolate, so I went and got um, like a caramel just to because it's gross. It's not a good taste. So I ate that with the chocolate. And um, I love how you don't feel drained the next day. Yep. You don't feel like you would if you would take narcotics because for a while pills were popular. I'd be at the bar drinking a beer and people want to hand out Vicodins. Yeah. So maybe a couple times in my life I tried that. I'm like, that's just not for me. That's just Allegedly. not my thing, you know. Like, well, I would get so them like prescribed. Over, like when I, I broke my collarbone, I only took one or two of those. And I was like, I just don't like yeah. these. And I still have them, you know. I just keep them in case of like an emergency. Like yeah, when, you know. yeah severe pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then, um, uh, but microdosing. And then but I, I'm glad that I, mushrooms is popular now. Microdosing yeah. mushrooms versus someone handing you any kind of pill, you know. And, um, but like I would say like make sure you're in a, in a surrounding that you're comfortable in, right? And also, like, if you're not in the right state of mind, if you have a lot of shit going on, it's going to put a lot of stuff on, on display for you. You're going to realize a lot of things when you do mushrooms. So It doesn't I, go well with anxiety. You're yeah. Right. You know, and if I you're think, having that kind of day, don't cure it with mushrooms. <laughs> and I think people who are fearful of that, it's like, oh, yeah, for good reason. Don't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't do drugs as an escape, per se. Mm -hmm. But, um. If you're trying to if you're trying to run away from something, no, it's going to be on full display for your you. Your body seems to tell you too in the right ways. When I had other problems in my twenties or wanting to do other things that weren't good for you, I always knew it wasn't right. But eating microdosing on the mushrooms, you get you feel in tune with your body. You never yeah. feel like you're doing something you're not supposed to. I remember going into because like I said I was in Vegas and I went into. Um, it was at the Golden Nugget, and this is when they. I just, love the Nugget, yeah. the aquarium in there. Yeah, yeah. So it was near <laughs> there, and, and in the in the room. Yeah. So you know the you know how like the aquarium, yeah, the pool where the pool's at. The pool. You walk, you walk like, through that hallway. Yeah, yeah. and then you go into and it's the Cadillacs, room. the Mexican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Restaurant uh, to the left, right? Uh huh. Yeah, and you walk kind of walk down a. Um, I take that back. 
on the other entrance, the other side, right? So past that, you go down that hallway. There's a there's a little room right there of it's mostly slots, but again, it's a hallway that you walk through. But it was all LED um, LED slots, so it was really bright. And I was on shrooms, and anyways, it was really vivid. And I remember being like, there's a lot of purple lights, all whatever. But I remember how vivid it was, and um, and like that that's like to the extent of where you're just like how your senses are on a high. So it. I, I didn't have a bad trip, you know. I people watch. I look at the people in costumes. I laughed really hard, and that's kind of like my experience with microdosing. And like I said, I probably did. I don't even know how much. The, it's oh, funny shit. how in Vegas you're in a place where they have, even down to the carpet. The, oh, yes, please. The reason why the carpet has those crazy patterns on it that looks really busy. Everything keeps your mind active. It keeps your mind activated. Receptors in your brain that are activated by looking at that carpet, by smelling the smells that they put in the air, vanilla, whatever the fuck they pump in there. Um, and then every light on the slot machines, those software companies, uh, my cousin works for a slot machine company. And the way they engineers the games, like constantly playing music and keeping you excited and catching your eyes. It's such a science, but it's amazing how it sets your receptors off without being on drugs. And I always so noticed you are it. On drugs. <laughs> well, when you you are you are on drugs. Yeah. You're on Vegas. Yeah. Oh, and the, sure. You notice it because when people fly in, I always had this problem. When I would fly into Vegas, I have a hard time going to sleep the first night. I have Even, a heart on the first night. <laughs> well, it is because you go crazy. People get there, and that stuff enters your brain. Plus, the just the connotations you have of Vegas and partying, it's really hard to shut it down. So most they get you to stay up all night and they usually get you to stay up a solid two or three days. Most people only sleep an hour or two a night. Dude, I'm a bad Vegas Party guy right that. through, you know? I fucking sleep. I'll stay with the kids. Yeah. yeah. Going so you're, that, you know what that means? You don't have a gambling problem. You are not that person. Nah. If that doesn't affect you that way, it that you can just do. go to bed in the hotel, yeah. then you will never have a gambling problem. Dude, I don't even I drink. Can tell, I don't even know? drink with these fucking kids. I'll be like, this really? bullshit. Your parents aren't here. People I still remember my nephew at, grabbing yeah. me. So my my cousin brought like a Snickers. I don't know where he bought it. It was like fucking, I don't know what he said, like three foot long. Yeah, the big, the five pound big one. Big ass one. <laughs> and he's like, don't touch it. And one of my nephew grabs it and bites it. <laughs> and like I was like, I don't give a fuck, bro. Yeah. Like, you guys are fucking. Well, kids. Ve- Vegas rules. And yeah. then and then his mom had left his <laughs> her phone there, dude. So he started doing fake boners with this, taking <laughs> with selfies with his mom's phone. He's like, let's see what mom did. It was Philip, bro. Yeah, yeah. Philip, but he was like a 13, 14 year old Philip. That makes sense. So we were there for their football tournament. That's why I stayed with those fools. Okay. And it was fucking. I remember because that that night of the games was fucking cold, bro. They 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 played against the Snoop Dogg's um, team. The his the team he coaches and shit. Pittsburgh or whatever. It's Steelers? like it, from the kids' teams. Oh no, that's his team. Yeah, yeah, no, the, no, yeah. Like what I forgot what. But like the, it was like they put on a big ass bus. Con- so it was a congregation of all the best like Pee Wee football league, like before high school. Like school. a tournament. Like of all the kids, dude. Before they fucking, uh, before they go to high school. They do shit. like yeah. But they, they bring them from every state. They, they do a Vegas. lot of times. They have those national tournaments there. Like national. They, there you go. The NBA has the D League there. I've seen the Miami Heat players get ripped out of there by one of their coaches off the craps table at two in the morning fuck you guys doing you got practice in four hours you know what i mean yeah <laughs> fucking get in the elevator and i've ruined poker tournaments before doing that same thing and so i'm weak to that i know that that affects me but at least i know it if you don't know it you're in trouble you know what I mean? i'm yeah. not 
and you're and I see plenty of people that aren't. They can just sit there and look at that whole casino and be like, I'm going to bed. I'm going upstairs. Yeah. You know? Or I can watch you gamble all or, night. Or hey, <laughs> or, I'll sit behind you, bro. Dude. Right. You could just sit there and beer. buy a beer. You'll I've I'll seen you do it. it. I don't I, give a fuck. I've night. seen you do it at the chill? casino. Tolo buys a beer. I'm sticking hundred dollar bills in the machine. He has no urge to do the same. He like, just stands there and watches. He's like, all right, what's up? Yeah, did you win? <laughs> He's like, I'll spend my five on a beer. <laughs> like, but what's nuts, what's crazy about that, though, is actually I think that's actually what levels my gambling because I gamble so I can drink for free. Mm-hmm. So what what I end up doing is, like I said, crap. If you're a good consumer, then you can <laughs> yeah, do it well. Spending yeah. 500 on a six-pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I end up spending 500 on a six-pack. Well, you easily lose fact. Let's say you put twenty dollars in and run it up to sixty. You just three times your money. Get the Plus fuck out of there. Yeah. Who? What kind of investment can you do that? So you if know? I'm down three hundred, people are like, no, like it's if not I did enough. that already. I'm gonna do even yeah, more. Yeah, exactly. When really you could go home with sixty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Or, my pops is the same way. He'll be up every time he goes. He's like, yeah, I was up three hundred, and then like I lost oh, it so all. Oh, so that's I, everybody's story. But I had fun though. No, no, no. Nah, hell no. Then he's like, dude, I had to go back to the ATM, but don't tell your mom. I took an out of the 200 out. I when like, I learned yeah. that I could just win just 100 or 200 at craps, I became a winning player because I knew how to watch yeah. the table. And then some nights that'd be a few thousand. But real quick, when it happens, you got to just walk away yeah. and be happy with that. See, so one time I played, uh, so I watched my cousin Joe play blackjack for hours, dude. And I was like, you know what, dude? Let me take out 20 bucks. And I played blackjack, bro. I won 300 bucks. Damn, 20 That's bucks. huge. But I left. I left, and everybody looked at me like, what? Like, funny, You're bro. the kind of guy you want to gamble with, for sure. But I yeah. did, but like, everybody's like, why is he leaving? You know, just because he's winning. Like, yeah, bitch, isn't that the point? The other hard part <laughs> is you go in with that 20 or 40, and then you spend it, and you quit. Other people do what your dad does, and that's why that ATM's yeah. on every corner. Because they think, oh, what? Why don't you just do another 40? Yeah. Why don't you just do another 40? Another 40. I've Next done that. Next year, you're at a couple hundred. Oh, my God. Dude. And ATM fees. So at I, the Aria, they would tell me, they would open up a craps table. They see you. So that's when it got bad. And when I was two in the high stakes, yeah. they'd call me over and make you feel like a VIP. Here, let's open up a table. Yeah, I could, I could tell you. And I, I would feel like I had to stay there and play. It's like 20, I mean, $25, $25 tables probably. Yep. Yeah. And, but because they put me up in the presidential suite, yeah. like 2,000 square foot apartment for a week, whatever. Mm-hmm. They make you feel guilty if you don't when they invite you to come play. You know. Yeah, I've, I've, I've I could tell you my casino gambling stories in less than one hand. You know what I mean? I remember every single one because it's, it's five or less for sure. Ghost Flower Girl got a lot of laughs. She said, "Have a good day, boys." Oh yeah, thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. You, you as well. Do you remember that tip I gave him? Mikey just hit. Mikey just mentioned it right now. Where they give shit like this away for free all the time, like it's nothing to them. It's not, it's not so, free. So when you take so care of it, are free. You remember when I when even I even if you take advantage of it? Oh yeah, somebody's paying for it. Yeah, there's a motherfucker drinking a fucking six pack for thousands. Of right, yeah. right. So there's uh, remember when I talked about the comp- the upgrade sandwich, mm-hmm. um, on on air about giving. Do you know about giving, the upgrade sandwich? Mm-mm. So my so basically when you go check in, and this is like pedestrian, oh, this like pedestrian stuff. Oh, no. Is that everything? Hey, have a good day, everybody. My live video is ending. You can catch us right here. Hit the Roach Clip Podcast live, CanvasCactus.com. You can click the live player. We're on Mixler. We're everywhere. Apple Store and Google Play. Have a good day, boys. How to get a free upgrade. Yeah, don't listen to the rest of this episode so you know how to get a free upgrade in Vegas. Well, I guess it's not technically free, but yeah, it's an upgrade. (laughs) So, no, you go. You you check in. You know what I mean? You you have your room reservation. Um... 
and when they ask you for your ID and your credit card, in between your ID and your credit card, you fold up a $20 bill, mm-hmm. and you have it sticking out okay. uh, just a little bit so they can read the, like, an answer. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I do now yeah. know that. I, was, I do it with it, my credit card and my driver's license. Yeah. Is that what you just said? Yeah, exactly. It's like though. Because because that's how you that's how you uh, check in. They always ask for that. Um. So in between Tolo it, just dropped like fucking ten dollars worth of weed. Oh damn. Fully grinded. So I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna let you finish this and then give an example of that. So uh you, you put it in the middle, or you just put it in between it, and as you hand it to the uh, front desk clerk, you just say, "Are there any upgrades available?" And then uh you know you're tipping them out. Obviously they're gonna view that as a tip. Uh, they're gonna look for you because that's From my Mexicanos, it's called a fucking torta. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> an upgrade torta. An upgrade torta. <laughs> um, no, and then usually for the most part, I mean, you might just get a, a slightly bigger room. You might get a suite. Depends on how cool they are. A blowjob ever? Uh, never gone there. At least not from the front desk agent. Um, or sh- and then and then if it, the the rooms are, they might tell you, um, hey, we're completely sold out. Uh, that's a way for them to kind of get out of it a little easily. Then you ask them, be like, oh, do you have any uh, comps? You know, they might have a free breakfast. They might have free drinks. Mm-hmm. They might give you a book of uh, uh, free uh, that, slot plays. That continental breakfast. Yeah, and, you know, whatever. That Lincoln. <laughs> so yeah, I um, I used to stay at the Aria a lot, and it's one of the nicest hotels in Vegas. That, the Wynn, the Bellagio. Cosmo so it's not free. It's not free. Let me just, you're, you're tipping the you're tipping Right, the right. You're still kind of paying for the yeah. room. So I hit her with a 50 on the way in. Um, and also, and, and she didn't want to be, they think maybe you could, that yeah, could have been there by accident. Or boxing. Who are you going to pipe? No. She... <laughs> Wait, what? You said you got her 50 at the weigh-in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you say who those weigh-in? <laughs> the On the weigh-in. Um, the yeah, you said it again. No, so no upgrade, <laughs> right? I was oh, already asked. in like a suite. So she puts me in the suite. I go upstairs. It smelled like cigarette smoke, which I hate. Even if, I'm going to smoke weed in the room, but I don't want to smell like cigarettes. So I was paying, this wasn't a free room. I was actually paying a nice yeah. rate because I was wanted it to be nice. Okay, so um, I think it was for the World Series of Poker or something. I was going to do at least one nice week and then stay cheap places the rest. So she tries to hand me the 50 back, and I said, no, no, that's for you. She's like, thank you very much. I go upstairs, the room smells. I come back down, and I said, hey, this just isn't what I'm used to. It stinks up there. Yeah. She's like, hold on, nothing else is ready yet, but give me a few minutes. I went and sat and had a, a drink at the bar. And she called and said, your room is ready. I go back. That's when I had the presidential suite. 2,000 square feet, 360 glass view around the strip. It was bigger than the house. I, it was bigger than my actual house. I mean, it was something yeah. over 2,000 square feet. Um, the toilet talks to you. Heats you, cools you. Nice poopy, hey, Mikey. I mean, it was hey, like Mikey, it was like that a, was a small turd. I looked up the. <laughs> that was a, delicious. It's you a Mr. To Toto. Out, Mikey. Yo, shout out the Japanese and their Mr. Toto toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Toto. Oh, dude. Hey, bro, I used the tushy, t- whatever the one the that bidet? sprays. The potty. The one, the one that sprays. I've been using bidet, that for years. Yeah. Oh, how is that? Amazing. It works. Yeah, one in your room in your bathroom. Off. You shit like a king with the sky. So the oh, Mr. Like, Toto, um, yeah. <laughs> After <laughs> it washes you, it dries you. I was like, whoo. Yeah, the other day I went, I went to Tolo's house, dude, and, like, and he's got a Mr. He's got one hooked up to the regular yeah, yeah. toilet, but I was like, the seat it was closed and everything. Like a king. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is it? I looked at it, it had a fucking knob and shit. I'm oh, like, he cleans like a on king. On the side bro. of the toilet, like right there. Yeah. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is this bro, knob? Bro. When he started doing his and hair like Jesus, it, you should have known he installed one. Low pressure, <laughs> high pressure. <laughs> Angelic <laughs> asshole. Water and shit on my house. Oh, you have a bidet at your house? It's called, so, it's like they, 
they sell it where you could just install it on any toilet. A tushy toilet. spray? Tushy, yeah. A tushy spray. Dude, that motherfucker don't spray. That motherfucker shoots. Yes. So what I was going to... First what, time I used it, I was like, damn, should I jack off now or later? <laughs> the end of that gambling well, story was I lost more that's on that sensation. trip. What would you call that? It gets the taint at the asshole, bro. With like, at the same time? Dude, and I did it like... Because you could go full <laughs> fucking... Asshole oh yeah, it's bleach. got yeah yeah it's got controls. So. Yeah. I went like slow. I, was like, <laughs> I fucking sounded like Winnie the Pooh. You got penetrated. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah Victoria's like, mommy, daddy's watching YouTube. <laughs> I was like, no, that was me, honey. Uh, no, I want you chasing the honey. You came out all blushy. Ooh. Yeah. No, what are you saying, Mikey? I'm well, afraid to use it again. I was just gonna say how it ended up. <laughs> Can that I borrow was the for trip. the weekend? I lost more money on that trip than I ever had before. But that yeah, was that straight upgrade to the presidential. But they knew what they were doing. They knew I'm a. They grade you. They know who's a $500 player, who's a $1,000 player, who's a $10,000 player per trip. Because you're putting your player's card in. You know what On I mean? Ca- casino, they talk about that movie Casino, where they talk yes. about how uh, a guy who took the like Tangiers. Many, yeah, he yeah. took how, like millions of dollars, but he pulled some stuff saying something was wrong with his, uh, his, air, his airplane that he would go first, first thing in the morning. So they gave him a free comp room, and then you know guys like that they cannot gamble. So next thing you know, gamble. Not only did he give all they got to do is keep you there over there. Yeah. All they got to do, because I can last a day or two, but then when they come tell me, hey, we want let's open up the craps table, come play a little bit. I'm like, all right, let me have some dinner. I would always try to push them off. Let me have some dinner first. We're having dinner at six. Uh, so you got, and then they come find you somewhere else. There'll be a dinner. Oh, now dinner's comped. You yep. go to pay for dinner, and they're like, oh, sorry, it's been taken care of. Let's go play some craps. I sat there one night. And fucking, I must have lost $8,000. I wanted to cry, but I was, I was under their spell. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't break out, you know? And I made that money back. I've done fine playing poker. That never ruined me. But I thought, Mikey, you fucking idiot. They got (laughs) you. you I've had the most expensive buffet of my life with this fool. It was like like fucking 300 bucks for both of us. Where was this at? Oh, they had a they had a dim sum buffet for New Year's. We were there on Chinese New Year's. It was 150 a person, but they were in there playing the harp and had a fucking spread for a king. Everything, dude. Like it was awesome. It looked like what Tito Ortiz would. But that was the time. That was the time to treat ourselves. Doing that before a world championship poker game. That's when I'm the first one out because I lose my focus. You get too relaxed, you know. You're enchanted. You're there to fucking work, you know. And I eat a big fucking buffet like that and go play poker yeah, i couldn't do it it's too much for me bro like even when like people would play for fun like hey you want to play cards like no you fucking dork i don't want to play fucking cards <laughs> what got me is the way people chips. would say people would say things i did three hours ago four hours ago people would call me on a bet i'd try to make a move and some guy would make a move over the top of me and he'd say he'd call me out and say you did this three hours ago you did this this and this you didn't raise this hand you didn't do this i'm like dude there's some game theory yeah. it's deep deep you know mit professors guys that like wrote the book on the shit would book kick of my ass yeah hey so one time i na- so at my parents house in elsinore i would used to like once my parents went to sleep upstairs it was a two-story house we me and eric just every single night like clockwork we opened the garage and just chill, drink 40s, smoke weed. Nice. Pretty much Rose podcast without mics. <laughs> That's awesome. For real, like every homie and their mama knew. Like they knew what time to come by. Yeah. Like, let's cruise by Tolos. Let's yeah. see if they're out there. And then we're out here. They already open, know. They're pulling over. And one time we're out there till like 3, 4 in the morning, getting drunk, fucking laughing, smoking weed. And the na- my neighbor shows up, bro. And we live like in, the- it was weird, bro. Two story house, but they were like connected. So it was like it looked like, like, this, big, it looked like this big giant house, mm-hmm. 
but it was like a wall down the middle. Oh, the like duplex. duplex. Yeah, duplex. But it, but like you had a front yard like a four hour. Yeah. It was weird, dude. Like, the but half is this family and half is this yeah. Family. We have those. Yeah. So, so one family didn't get like a restroom. <laughs> they're like, no, like, oh, they're no, they're, it's like two separate like, houses yeah, 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 under yeah, one roof. Yeah. Big yeah. ass kitchen. And, mirrors, yeah. and, they, and they were big, dude. Because I remember the the neighbor would tell me, dude, I'm gonna buy that house one day from your dad and fucking just make it one big ass house. So when they were out there till like three, four in the morning drinking. And he gets you all coked out, bro. I might have might have not done a line with him when he got there. You know, I can't confirm nor deny. We all grew up one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, he's like, hey, bro, fucking, I just lost 10 G's in poker, bro, at the casino, at the Pachanga Casino. He's like, bro, my wife's going to be pissed. He's like, <laughs> he's like, we were saving that. We're going to buy another house. And that was oh, the down payment. Oh. He's like, but dude, if she don't look. If she waits till the next statement, I'll have that back. That motherfucker was a drywaller making $45 an hour, dude. Damn. So that, like, to him, he's like, fuck, I'll come up with 10 G's in a month somehow. Uh, I might have to work extra overtime, do a little bit more PDQ, but I'll get fucking drywalls done. I saw a, a guy at the craps table one night with paint all over his clothes, and they said he comes in here every two weeks and does this $4,000 yep. on the table at one time. Looked like he just got done painting a house, you know? Literally. Bro, if, if you, if, what people don't realize If you live in a track home I guarantee you it was done By a Mexican that was drinking Fucking snorting something oh, Guaranteed definitely. Guaranteed. So my guys that worked for me Used to want to live they, they pay them high dollar I bro. was going to say They made, were making so much money They wanted to live in the house Because they, our houses were not occupied They wanted to live in the house So he could get them done faster Because they were turning, so, turning them so He's fast I'll buy one right now Mikey And I would say No you guys can't live in the fucking house like, what if we get caught, you know? But they didn't give a fuck, you no. know? But I knew these other crews were smoking meth dude, that and stuff. My, my guys weren't meth guys. We smoked weed. But. So after high school, that dude would always tell me, hey, wake up at 4 in the morning, 3 in the morning. I'll take you to work, bro. He's like, they're going to hire you regardless if you come with me. 30 bucks an hour. Fuck no, bro. I'd rather, at that time, dude, I would rather party than get up at 3 in the morning, 2 in the morning, Hop in this Vato's car and probably sleep till he gets to fucking L.A. at 6. But no, I was like, nah, I'd rather just fucking make fucking pennies on the dollar and get drunk with my homies, dude. You Put me back in the Matrix. But that's, 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 that's <laughs> the mentality. Because this motherfucker, like, he had his shit together. He took care of his family. But this motherfucker party harder than any of us, dude. One morning, bro, I was up. I don't know what the fuck I was doing in the front yard, dude. Living at my parents' house still. And he's up for like six in the morning. He's like, hey, dude, I'm gonna go get my discos at the fucking carniceria. You wanna come with me? I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so I get in this fool's fucking avalanche. He drove, remember those fucking mm-hmm. Chevy avalanche? We get in the back. I mean, him and I are in the back, oh, dude. Like First thing he does, fool, lines up two lines and gives me a fucking beer. Tolo had to do what he had to do at the time, bro. I can't tell the neighbor. I can't. I can't fucking deny her. No, thank you. Deny you're the a, neighbor. You're a young That's man rude. under That's the rude. influence. Rude. Yeah. Dude, by the time I got back home, fool, it was a, I was party mode, bro. Everybody was still sleeping at home. <laughs> I'm fucking eating fucking shrimp cocktails with this dude. It's 8 in the morning, bro. Where me and this dude are, f- and like his homies, full-blown fucking just drinking, partying. Eric gets up, starts fucking partying with us, dude. Bro, bro he's like, damn, why didn't you wake me up earlier? Dude, but like, this motherfucker was a party animal, dude. One time we had this little hot chick with us, dude, the neighbor, one of the neighbors, because we'd always go talk to them. We'd go knock and just fucking, you know, chill with them. Come outside, go in their pool, fucking take them to the grotto, you know what I'm saying? 
And one time, one of the hyenas was chilling with us, and this fool got here, and the, the neighbor got there, all coked out of his mind, straight from the casino, three in the morning, because we just chill from the garage, you know, pound beers, and drink, and smoke. And he's like, that fool goes up straight up to that girl, like, ¿Qué quieres que te compre, mija? <laughs> Meaning in English, like, <laughs> what do you want me to buy you, girl? That's all I kept asking. I'll buy you whatever you want. <laughs> can't get us get to comp. I was like, this motherfucker scared her right out of that fucking garage. Going home. <laughs> so many memories in that garage, dude. I still remember when that dude punked our neighbor, dude, for the whole night. Remember fucking that Cholo dude in the Mustang? So he, some dude, I detailed his car, bro, and he's like, hey, bro, you want party tonight? I was like, yeah, fuck it, dude. And he, he hit me up that night. He's like, where you at? We're in the garage. He's like, hey, is it cool if I bring beers and shit? I was like, yeah, he brought a fucking ice chest full of beers. And we're just drinking all night. And my neighbor comes out, bro. And this fool just, like, starts punking my neighbor, like, automatically. Like, starts fucking making him pick up all the fucking caps off the floor. Like, from the bottles. He's like, pick up every cap, ese. Throw, throw all the trash away, ese. This was over here changing fucking trash bags, throwing trash away. Doing everything, bro. Like, and then this was like, hey, you got wine coolers at home, homes? He's like, yeah, but they're my mom's. He's like, go grab, go grab them for the hyenas. That's it. <laughs> walks to his house, brings fucking four wine coolers back. And fucking the hyenas start drinking wine coolers. But I was like, damn, this motherfucker's a pussy, dude. I would have fucking socked this four already. Like, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, dude. We're fighting at that point. Great neighborhood, dude. A lot of great moments, dude. <laughs> Remember the stripper party across the street? Oh, yeah. That was amazing, dude. Wild, bro. Like a block party. Yeah, so the, the dudes across the street had a... I don't know why they had a stripper, dude. Full-on stripper. All for, for their brother's 18th birthday yeah, party. It was like two of them. I still remember the fucking kid who put a lollipop from the stick. Hell, oh. it in his mouth. And pussy she just, pop in that. And she just pussy popped the, the, the lollipop and yeah. then he ate it. But afterward, bro, it was crazy, dude. There was like these fools with like two by fours hitting cars on the way out. Like, like some crazy yeah, beef happened, dude. Like always, you know, at big fucking parties. I've never acted crazy like that when oh, yeah. I get fucked up. Yeah, I was pretty much over there. At every like huge party, like fighting in a fucking well, you know, party. Yeah, dude, one time, dude, I was, we're at a party, dude. And same shit, my parents' house. And I was banging this chick, dude, in the bathroom downstairs. Remember how I was all secluded by the garage? Yeah. I'm like, hey, let's go in here. Like, I threw on a movie for, like, the, that was a shitload of people. And I started banging her, bro. And then I hear all kinds of fucking drama. I'm all fucking banging still. <laughs> I heard all kinds of drama, commotion, bro. So I had, Party's to, fucking, over. I had to slide it out and run over there. And, like, this, these two fools were throwing down, dude. In the front, right on the door, dude. I guess one of the dudes sucker punched the fool out. I get some fool went and knocked. And then he's like, hey, fool, where's Tolo? And my homie hated that fool. He's like, hey, Tolo's not here. Get the fuck out of here. He's like, dude, he told me to come over. And that fool, I guess, just punched him, dude, and fucking slid his eyebrow open. The dude who knocked. But by the time I walked out, dude, the dude with the fucking cut eyebrow was whooping this fool's ass, bro. He was like, nah. But I was like, dude, I was fucking getting my bang on, dude. That was like Sorry, prime. bro. That's prime bang. You know, that's prime banging, bro. Drunk, prime banging. I gotta drunk, stand up. Prime banging. Just drunk fucking. Yeah. Dude, that was actually the same night as the as the stripper party. Same night. Was it a stripper? No. Some rando. Some rando that you just invited? No. Rando, rando commando. Rando couture. Yeah. Hey, dude, at that age, dude, if somebody says, 
Hey, let's do it. You're gonna do it, right? Stick it in. Yep, stick it in. Stick and it, it in. And then it just feels good. Automatically. That's the weird part, though. It's not like it takes time to feel good. It feels great automatically. So you're like, fuck, I can't just. I don't immediately regret this. <laughs> <laughs> immediately. Keyword. <laughs> exactly. What's up, Mikey? How are you doing, dude, with your recovery? Good, good. I, I, um, I just needed to stand up just now. I think I've been two hours in the chair, and I, my body just said stand up. It is two hours, but your recovery but, going um, good? It is. I just got to quit the wobble. Like, I wobble because I try to walk fast, but I'm no, really just, just, like, wobbling. Yeah. I need to Take try to time, get man. stronger. You get the That's what it is. Walk. This might be another six months. It might be another year before I'll forget that this ever happened. Exactly, yeah. dude. You'll so be, throwing, get up I'll be every jogging, morning I'll be golfing, whatever, yeah. Get hey, off, talking about that, so me and Broly walked into that gym, dude, that boxing gym right down the street. Oh, yeah, yeah, that old school looking place. Hey, bro, I'm on, hey, how much is your membership? That fool said 40 bucks a month. They have a full boxing ring and shit, so me and Broly already fucking, we're in. Oh, yeah, if we're we go bust. two days a month, that's worth it. Yep. But if we go all the time, bro. Go, exactly. Learn how to throw putazos and get in shape. Dude, I never Knock learned. I never learned Knock how to throw pinks, chains. Dude. I'll be knocking you out with my pinky instead of my thumb. You know what I'm saying? Well, you probably could. I never learned how to throw gossos. Not you. I'm just talking oh. about. <laughs> just talking about fake out Idiots. Idiots, yeah. That'd be good, though, dude. I'll throwing. never hit you, Mikey. Come on. Let's go throw some gossos. No, go, but to, pra- to practice would be good. Do it, we could do jujitsu too. All Maybe that's safer. If you just punch me in the face, I won't last so, long. No, but all you're gonna do is a bit of a drive. You're not even gonna spar. You just hit the mid. You hit the back. Okay, get your form down. And it's right Hop on the ring. And I mean, you know, literally, feel professional on the canal. You drop weight so fast on 27th. Oh, yeah. Yep. So if you guys are down, let me know. Oh, I'm gonna go for sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm signing up Monday. I tried to sign up right there. That feels like just coming Monday, homie. It's coming Monday. Cause I always see, when the weather's good, dude. I always see the all the little boxes running down the canal. And shit, I want to be part of that. You know what? When it's not 110 degrees outside, we look good in pants. Like pants look good. I don't mm-hmm. know why I think that. Versus shorts, we look professional. Yeah, it looks cool. I don't want to see your kneecaps and ankles. Cover those things <laughs> up. Hey, I'm wearing Wans. I bought these at Walmart. Wans. Wans. Walmart Vans. Yeah. Fucking um, homie Tony. Tom Notch though bought it. They're like, damn, fucking Tolo with the vans. That's like the first thing they said. Let me see. <laughs> They're wans, homie. Let me see. Tolo. I was like, Tolo. I was like, dang, Tolo with the closed toe shoes. Weird as shoes. I was like, that's all I noticed. <laughs> I can't see his Tolos. Tolo's toes. That's crazy, bro. I never wore sandals for like the first like 35 years of my life. And I like the last three years, two years, really? I've just been. When I met you, that's when I first bought my first pair of sandals. When I'm casual and I'm hanging out, I will wear my slides. When I'm working, I don't know. I don't move as quick. I, for some reason, like sneakers or whatever. Oh, I know. I know what you I mean. I don't know what it damn, is. I'm yeah. a crazy dumbass, dude. So I learned how to do everything with sandals. Dude, I moved my whole house on sandals, bro. Well, it's like those ladies <laughs> you like, see in foreign I'm, countries <laughs> that do all the work and like either barefoot or whatever, like carrying stuff on their heads. I saw him the other day in Phoenix. Like, somebody obviously moved here. They're not just from Phoenix doing this. No, what happened? These, they had all their laundry then? on their heads, yeah. There's a bunch of uh, refugee homes here. Oh, okay. So the the whole 27th so Ave, all these little apartments These three ladies shit. are just walking down the street talking, 
and they got bags stacked yeah. like four high on their yeah, head. And and there's <laughs> their la- dude, it's their laundry, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, and the, bro, each one of those bags got away 25 pounds. They got minimum, strong necks. Minimum. You know what I'm saying? Yelling at their kids, Otis, what are you doing? <laughs> but you're definitely in refugee hot zone right okay, here. Okay, that's what it the was. The Blade is a lot of refugees in the Blade. Yeah, you. if it's something cultural like that, like you, that's so different than what we're used to, you notice it instantly. Someone carrying their laundry on their head. That's how they sell bread in Mexico. These motherfuckers got a basket of bread on their head. Yeah. That's how they keep it warm because all the heat that comes from your head. And on a bike, you're like, what the fuck? While holding a baby? I can't, yeah. I can't even ride my bike regular and this motherfucker's over here riding over dirt hills with a bread basket. With so much stacked on it because I buy from them in Nicaragua and stuff. And I'm like, bro, you got so much shit on your cart. Like you're gonna sell all this shit today? <laughs> like, and then once, once was I, once I was allowed to drink in front of my parents, it was gay mom. So when we go to TJ, dude, I'd get drunk with my cousins and my uncles, like where my parents wouldn't give a fuck anymore. Oh, it was gay mom, dude. Like we'd get drunk like on a Saturday night. They'll have bandas and fucking DJs and all kinds of shit. But the next morning, bro, there was always this fucking marisco, dude. Marisco's a, a fucking seafood guy. He'd pull up in a bike, bro, and just sell fucking Mix cups. him up in a cup, yeah. He's like, you want fish or fucking Shrimp. or whatever. Uh, nah, I want to go. I'd take the fish one, bro. Mm. Got oh, the fish the one's always the best. No, bro. they bought it straight from the ocean. Did right. he ever have a hot stew or did was it always cold? Like Always cold. Because I've seen the ones, too, where they got in, they scoop, they ladle you the stew into the cup. Oh, and you'll take a sip of that, and you're like, bro, that's some gourmet shit on their head? Right there. On their head? No, it's no, 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 on a bike. bike oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A but it'll have a big pot. Yeah. The flame like, up yeah. there. But, bro, if you want your fucking hangover to cure, it's like, what the fuck does this guy just do? And he's giving you a beer while he's doing it. Like, look, bro, your Dang. hangover is no more in fucking 20 minutes. Um, and my <laughs> boy, was I can't right? believe we haven't had a beach trip yet, but, man... When COVID's over, let's rent a house. Let's all go sit on the beach for two days and not yeah, fucking do anything. Uh, I like that idea. Not yeah, press sure, anything. Dude. Probably there's knows a that. couple people, too, that Fuck can yeah. hook that up. Yeah, there's a spot up there, dude, that I go to in the Imperial Beach. Like, you open Dope the door, the fucking beach is right there. Yeah. You don't have to drive. There's so much shit right there. Restaurants. Like, You'll walk and eat. Yeah. We'll do it like, a year, like we're in Europe. Yeah. Just fucking walk around. Yeah, one beers. of the spots has two rooms and the other one is one. But okay. I mean, it's got the sofa's got the beds that pull out and everything. Oh, shit. I got to look up this other company, too. We got these trade credits. Maybe we could trade for, like, a mansion on the beach or That'd something. That'd be even better. Oh, I got to yeah. call that company. Yeah. There's no mansions on the beach. Well, true. Just beach houses. Those they're dope, tiny. Dope-ass fucking beach They're houses. dope, but they're not mansions. Like, you get a big one, though. Like, the ones on, right on Maybe, the like, side. a five-bedroom's considered a mansion. Right beach, so well, they'll be, like, high. Yeah. So they take the property and they just stack them. Right. So it'd be like a three-story one where, like, right. you know, 15 people could fit in that yeah. motherfucker. But that's that sounds perfect, though. Yeah, I'm with that. That sounds good. But Oklahoma was fun, no but that was a lot of work, you know? That was a lot of work. Oklahoma? Yeah, just making it happen. That was all sweaty. Oh, oh yeah. That drains you, dude. The, the humidity. Yeah. I could deal with the hot. Like, the dry. I could deal with the dry heat. I'm too fat for humidity. I was sweating in places where most people don't have places. Straight up. Um, it'd be fun to launch this app August 1st. We'll have a new little Hell branded yeah, app. Dude. All in the San podcasts Diego? are loaded up there. 
Yeah, yeah I wish you could do a launch party. Then. What's it going to be? Just the Cannabis Cactus? Cannabis Cactus app, yeah. Download from the Google Store, the Apple Store. You'll get the live feed of the podcast on there, video the and audio. Podcast tab. Going to have a community tab, lots of giveaways. I'm excited. It's going to be hard to do. I don't know how we're going to do it. <laughs> It'll get done. Always, baby. Sweet, man. It's a nice little day. Station identification. You're listening to the Roach Clip Podcast live from Phoenix, Arizona. Cannabis Cactus Studios. Where we, we got are. a high 110. No, what is that? 101 today. No, we're looking at a beautiful 101 degrees. Hey, it was like it was like 97 the other day. Yeah, last night, remember I checked it, we were at 84 degrees, 83. I, I like saying shit. that. I like a station identification, and let's add the weather, too. Broadcasting here from Phoenix, oh, yeah. Arizona, where it's whatever. 101, high of 101. Is it? Yeah, we're feeling good today. I think that's why it feels so good in here. I'm not sweating today at all. Beautiful. You look great. You look great. You look dry as a bone. <laughs> I'm all, I'm like uh, all powdered up. Uh-huh. Man, it's a beautiful day to be alive. It's a beautiful you day are. to smoke and fly. That's right. Do not drink and drive out there, folks. No, no, no. Yeah, learn from Prody, who goes to court on Monday. Mm-hmm. Oh, Monday already? Monday, Monday. They call him probation Prody now. Yeah. Monday's court again? Probed up, yeah. Is it open yet? I don't know. I'll go with you with time. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, this rope. Same spot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it shut down if the whole fucking city shut down. I'm gonna try and get out of town. Last time we went, that shit was. Well, hopefully they're just serving up little weak shit, you know? Oh, yeah. Officer, I'm so sorry. I mean, judge, whatever. Yeah, hopefully they're like, bro, just get out of here, dude. I listen no, I to the podcast. You're amazing. I don't want to see you here again. Yeah, I don't want to see you back in here. It's going to be hell next time. Yeah, if I do, then you're, <laughs> really do, going, to, yeah. you're going to jail and everything next time, motherfucker. Fear uh, of God. Yes, sir. Understood. We're going to give you the old Wyatt. Wyatt. Straight to the moon, Brody. Wyatt. Throw the book at you. But I like the look of your face, kid. So Monday's in two days, right? Yeah. Alright. Let's go to Nomadic Ice Cream and celebrate with an ice cream. They're not there anymore. Not because of COVID? Yeah. I mean, not because he was having, well, last night, I seen he was having problems because a lot of it was going to be delivery, so. You can't deliver ice cream. She would show up fucking half melted. Oh, they were doing hub spot grubs, whatever, Postmates. They can't serve so people. Yeah. He's serving maybe half a third, a fourth of the people you know, like, that he usually does. He's also, how am I gonna, that, you know, that's a hard business anyway because it takes him so long to make each ice cream. It's not just ready. Like you can't scoop it out and be yeah, like, exactly. here you go, ring them up. Yeah. Takes him five minutes, ten minutes. People you know? like to see it too. And they want to watch. watch. See, good point. Yeah. See live right you can't there. just pay and wait outside. Everybody's crowding around. No, they'll stand right there and watch you do it. That's hard, bro. It's tough. Tough business. He's probably going to need to go back to the cart. It yeah. seems like it'd be and more profitable be that way, bro. You oh, can yeah. go wherever that, you that's want. That's how started. Yeah. Find a hot spot. Literally. Literally. Cool. Just, just get rich doing that. Just get rich doing that. You it's know? all hot right now, huh? Man. 
didn't know. I didn't know it closed down, but I thought it was just temporary. Yeah, downtown Glendale is not walkable even without Corona. It's too no, hot. It's done. Too hot. It's done. Downtown Glendale. I drove by there. It's like a dead town. What about uh, the beer place, House Murphy? I don't know. Struggling. They still have their fucking pints. I'm gonna get back on my pictures. I got deadlines. All right, let's close out this bad boy. What do you say? Hands in. Sure thing. Whoa, buddy. Roach clip on three. Roach clip on three. One, two, two three. Roach, Roach clip. clip. Go fuck yourself. Roach clip.